All right, what's up? Welcome to the K-Tip Podcast. This will be our eighth one. Um, and today we're going to be uh, talking about some things we've already discussed, a little bit about depression and some more about constructive violence. And you were wanting to tie the two together. Yeah, tying them together. Um, uh-huh. I think it creates opportunities. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So We're going to yeah. start out with a little ghost train haze today. So it's just mm. going to be a straight up, get the uh, little more of a sativa brain going i like that so we'll see how that goes <laughs> hopefully it doesn't like was the last one more on the indica side last one had the grape god okay and the is, grape god uh, bud man it's a great like blend because it mm. pulls it down a little bit because so i like you, to smoke sativa so you really think you can notice the the details of like every a blend even a blend not even just some a, for sure uh, right don't they yeah. say that sometimes you can say uh, a strain is sativa or indica, but it doesn't really. There isn't really a specific way to distinguish. Because every right. everyone and nowadays is like are, a yeah, people a receive mix. it different. Uh-huh. Oh know? right, okay, That's right. I mean, because some like a chemical, like you, not chemical, but just on a biological. Those are those are genetic strains, like like a that. German Shepherd versus yeah. a, right, like an indica is like the main like genetic strain, and the other main strain is sativa. Is that what it is? They're both from different yeah. areas too, right? Right. Like right, one's like sure. China, one's India, or something like that. You know, right. I'm not real sure about that, but mm, no. um, like typically, the sativas would be longer and bigger, stretch right. out they more. Look a lot different. Indicas yeah, yeah. are a little bit more stout and right. bushy, and like and greener too, right? Like a deeper green. Is that yeah. true? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And um, yeah, and then what I found for me, at least, the heavier those are, the more indicas. Those heavy stones, they couch lock me. They put me down. Mm-hmm. Um, sativas, I find, are great for me because I'm always training and working mm-hmm. out. Yeah. I know a lot of people say, though, if they smoke straight up sativas, they get spun out. Um, anxiety, mm. you know, shaky legs and jittery uh, Paranoia. Hands. And, uh-huh. Okay, even like, like coffee effects. I uh. will smoke, no matter what kind of strain, she will always fall asleep. Yeah. No matter what huh. it is. Well, if I was chilling... If yeah, I that happens. If I watch a movie, I'll fall asleep. Not right? doing anything. <laughs> yeah, there's a good chance. Yeah. But right. if I'm smoking a heavy indica and, uh, you know, mm. I'm doing something like training, I'm like literally, I'll be sitting on the mat and sometimes just like, <laughs> you know, you like you're like almost a, you? asleep fucking on the mat. Really? Even like training, you notice yeah, that? Yeah, with the Interesting. With That's the what I was going to ask because if even, even if you're doing something active, does an indica still make it down it uh, for me it yeah, does at yeah. least certain ones mm-hmm. you know other ones are pretty you know moderate and they'll hit you mm. you know somewhere in between and that's what i like about that grape god is that um you know i mix it with the prodigium or with the ghost train and you get the really up of those two mm-hmm. but you got that moderate kind mm. of body connection with the uh, grape god it's not so i think stone. i think why i've never been able to tell is what happens to me is i'll i'll just you know i've, I've grown myself and so i just have a, i just take a jar uh-huh. and so then i have golden goat in my room for right. a month and that's right. all i'm smoking for a month right so i never notice the differences you mm-hmm. know what i mean like i just have one thing for a while and then i got another thing for a while and yeah. <laughs> you know right. so i've never really like tried to notice if there is a difference. We did the uh, 22 strain challenge, right. 22 bowl challenge um, with 22 different strains. Huh. And 
I mean, but after about the fifth or sixth one. Well, that one's kinda, more about it's like blended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's more about the stone and the taste. Yeah, well, rather well, than like notice because you can't notice right? the difference when you're doing a bunch together. Right. right? So what we did is, um, so we got into groups of two, right? Yeah. And we had a clean pipe. Um, okay. And yeah. so what I did was I took it was like a gram size nug, and uh, we had it in a little cup, and. People could pick it up, pinch smell it, it take smell it, out, it right. pass it around, look at it. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then after everybody did that, then we'd take a little, we had scissors, so mm. it was clean, you know, you're mm. not busting it all up. Right. Take a, you know, clipping, clip it up in the bowl. And what we were trying to do was get like two good hits. You mm. know what I'm saying? Even it wasn't that, like even that's a lot though. Yeah, it, it wasn't like. like we're packing a fucking bowl. Right. But you wanted kind of it fresh, but you know, right. you're taking... 22 hits of you know mm -hmm. really right. good weed and then you know sometimes if it was one that you really liked you'd pack another one mm -hmm. so um right yeah yeah it was it was fun <laughs> and then we went and had a throwdown after that you oh, did you yeah did. So okay uh -huh. jujitsu or yeah jujitsu uh -huh. nice i but only did the 15 <laughs> the 15 bowl challenge 15 what was yeah, this one 22 few, then yeah uh, yeah. yeah well the 15 that's a lot. yeah it wasn't <laughs> Um, but there was no throwdown after that. that yeah. <laughs> Damn it. No throwdown. <laughs> the throwdown was fun. Anyway, Ghost Train. Hayes. Yeah. Nice. Well, I read something this morning that made me think of constructive violence. Oh, yeah? Can I read it? Yeah. What do you think? Please. So as far as a time when violence could be seen as a good thing, I've been rereading... The Frederick Douglass autobiography, uh -huh. right? Which is amazing. Like, I don't read a lot of novels, or it's not a novel. I, don't, I read a lot of fiction. Um, and I don't know. So I don't get a lot of, like, the great writing, but his writing is incredible. So, um, so he, uh, he gets sent to, you know, he's a slave in the South, mm -hmm. and he's a kid. He's a little kid. He gets sent up north to the city. He talks a lot about like slave consciousness. He doesn't really like call it that, but how they turn slaves into brutes. That's mm -hmm. how they can like make them accept their situation. Sure. Is to like turn them into like animals almost, you right. know, like to, de to deprive them of their humanity. And then he gets back to the South and they're like, yo, you're, they've, they've ruined you in the North. He like started to want to learn how to read. Right. And so they send him to this guy that's like, um, he breaks slaves mm -hmm. right and so he sends him to this guy and uh this when you say breaks slaves yeah just... like sent makes them in he, he he you know like you break a horse yeah gotcha. yeah uh, yeah so he has this like horrible experience one day you know he gets sick he gets beat he like has to walk seven miles you know this whole thing and then he gets back and he, and he begins this chapter, he's like, I've told you how that a man has become a slave. Now I'm going to describe how a slave again becomes a man. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So that's how we started this chapter. And this chapter... I mean, that's powerful just right there. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he even talks about how slavery corrupts the slaveholder as well. So it's like this corrupting thing that happens. Like he went to this one woman when he was up north. And when he first met her, she was this like loving motherly woman. Because he was like seven or eight. He was like a kid. Sure. 
and she took care of him and and then over time slavery like even corrupted her heart yeah right and how he describes that process is crazy too mm-hmm. right so um so he's with this guy that's meant to break him right and at one point he fights the guy mm-hmm. and, and that's this so he starts with the fight he describes it in detail which is interesting but i'll skip that Right. So he says, From whence came the spirit, I don't know. I resolved to fight. And so here's this passage. Um, We were at it for nearly two hours. Covey, that's the slaveholder, at length let me go, puffing and blowing at a great rate. Like after the fight, he finally lets him go. Um, After they fought for two hours. Saying that if I had not resisted, he would not have whipped me half so much. The truth was that he had not whipped me at all. I considered him as getting entirely the worst end of the bargain, for he had drawn no blood for me, but I had from him. The whole six months afterwards that I spent with Mr. Covey, he never laid the weight of his finger upon me in anger. And he used to get whipped all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, this battle with Mr. Covey was the turning point in my career as a slave. It rekindled the few expiring embers of, of freedom and it revived within me a sense of my own manhood. It recalled the departed self-confidence and inspired me again with a determination to be free. The gratification afforded by the triumph was a full compensation for whatever else may follow, even death itself. Like he felt so good that he had stood up to him Mm -hmm. that it was even worth dying, right? Mm -hmm. Um, he, He only can understand the deep satisfaction which I experienced who was himself repelled by the force, uh, repelled by force, the bloody arm of slavery. I felt as I never felt before. It was a glorious resurrection from the tomb of slavery to the heaven of freedom. My long crushed spirit rose, cowardice departed, bold defiance took its place. And I now resolved that however long I might remain a slave in form, the day had not passed forever when I could be a slave in fact. The day had passed forever that I could be a slave in fact. Mm-hmm. I did not hesitate to let it be known of me that the white man who ex- expected to succeed in whipping must also succeed in killing me. From this time, I was never again what might be called fairly whipped, though I remained a slave four years afterwards. I had several fights, but was never whipped. And so, like, it was all from him, like, standing up to him and getting in this. He didn't mean to fight the guy even. Yeah. It was like he, he just, like, for some reason it just, like, happened, mm-hmm. right? He had this whole long experience of, you know, he was, like, beat, bloody, freezing. And then at some moment the guy went to whip him and he just was like, fuck this. He, like, grabbed him by the neck and, like, pushed him back against the wall, fought for a couple hours. So it was all from that fight, that uh, two-hour fight. <laughs> I know, right? So who knows how long that yeah. is, right? But yeah. But still, uh-huh. even yeah. if you're like, yeah, at it, you stop. And he called. He called a friend, and the friend came in, and he, he kicked that guy, and then he kicked that guy so hard that the slaveholder he was fighting got scared, mm-hmm. even more scared, because he saw what happened to his friend, and his friend left. Mm-hmm. Like, and then some other right. slave came by, and his his slave, the guy's like, "Hey, help me, you know, help me." And he's like, "I'm not here to." fight other slaves and that guy left too so that guy was like calling out for help while they were fighting yeah <laughs> wow that's so, pretty powerful i know i mean you know that ties in so nicely to what we're talking about on 
both areas, you okay. know. And, and to me, the the thing that we tie constructive violence in with depression or anything that's really kicking our ass is that we're willing to get into the fight, you know. And to me, that's what constructive violence is all about. And so when you look at <laughs> what he's talking about, when he's talking about that freed him, right? Yeah. Now, physically, he's not free yet, but mm-hmm. he's yeah. already free. That's right. Yeah. Man, that's the fight. Yeah. That's what you've got to practice, and that's mm. what you've got to get to, because very few people, I think, are going to rise to the occasion without the experience of rising to the occasion, you know? If you don't huh. practice it in small increments and doses, yeah. how are you going to rise to the occasion right. and be someone like him? I mean, yeah. there's yeah. some of and them, I think, yeah, right? Yeah, that's there's... crazy. I think at that whole book, mm-hmm. it, like I said, it's so beautifully written. Mm-hmm. It makes me think that you can't get to that kind of beauty without the darkness. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's like you need the darkest thing possible to see the most beautiful thing possible. So, yeah. I think so. Mm-hmm. So, But I like that, that you need to experience it a little bit. Otherwise, it won't inspire you to get to that level, to mm-hmm. that state of mind. Well, you know, they say that, like, war brings out the best and the worst in people, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And I think because you have to have that level of, you know, darkness to bring out... Huh. that yeah. goodness, you know, yeah. and, and we were talking about this last week too, mm-hmm. like where things exist in the same time, you know, you can have something that's both good and bad, mm-hmm. you know, at the exact same time mm-hmm. in a situation. And I think what <coughs> fucks us up a lot of times is that we feel we have to choose one or the other. Like this is good. Yeah. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. The lockdown is really bad in a lot of ways. There's some good shit about it, yeah, you know? right. I think I can never tell the story well. I should, like, read it again so I remember it. But there's this old Zen story that um, it's like... Uh, so I, I, I'll get, like, a couple parts of it. There's some lady. She's got a kid and a dad, a husband. And the husband gets taken away for, to war. And the woman goes to the Zen monk. She says, oh, this is so horrible. And the monk says, we'll see. Right. And then because the dad went to war, something good happened. Mm -hmm. I don't remember what. And then she goes to the Zen monk. Isn't this great that this happened? And he goes, we'll see. And then, oh, yeah, they get a free horse. Like maybe like a horse like showed up. This Mm -hmm. great horse. Oh, isn't this great? And and he says, we'll see. And then the kid rides the horse, falls off and breaks his leg. Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh, isn't this horrible? Zen monk, we'll see. Mm -hmm. And then uh, uh, the the war the, the the military comes again to take all the firstborn kids or whatever, mm-hmm. and the kid can't go because he has a broken leg. And she mm-hmm. says, "Oh, isn't this great?" You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so always it's we'll see, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I guess that's not really saying that they're both in each like what you're saying, mm-hmm. but you know, you also, it's kind of saying you never know what's going to come after that, right? Right. So judging any experience, um, good or bad, is just short sighted. Sure. Or Maybe that's just what we do is we like to divide the world into I think so. Right. And and maybe that's good too. 
because it helps us decide like what we want to do, what's good for us. You have to kind of think maybe that's bad for me, that's it, good for me. So it you limits have the to, chaos. Right. It's that's right. But if you see it in its wholeness, it's mm-hmm. both. Right. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. if you have too many options all the time, right, you're gonna you're probably you're gonna go crazy. I'm I'm good for okay. a moment. You can feel yeah. too overwhelmed with too many options. <laughs> you can feel too overwhelmed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. And um, but. When we make a choice, you know, it's like when we're training, right? And we get tunneled on something. You've already made a choice. You've committed. Sometimes that's good. But then other Mm. times Mm -hmm. you've missed all the opportunities. Mm. Did you make the right commitment? Did you Mm -hmm. make the right choice? Mm. And so that's what happens, I think, sometimes when both of those things are existing at the same time. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, the kid breaking his leg is good Mm. because he doesn't get taken right into the army but right. not going into the army right exactly might be right. Right. the what worst thing right. because that's going <laughs> to be what? some of the greatest experiences if right. he lives through it right, right. and his right. worst experiences and right so it, mm-hmm. it's always interesting i think it's um once we make those choices mm-hmm. that's interesting it you're, you're takes us down a direction you're, you're putting it like a choice yeah uh-huh. i think um uh this alludes to, well, I mean, what I was talking about last time with this framing idea, because mm-hmm. you can frame something as good or you can frame it as bad. Yeah. Right. They, they study it a lot with like, they'll be like, I was watching some stuff just recently. Um, they'll be like, uh, this toothpaste is recommended by four out of five doctors. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they say, would you buy this toothpaste? You know? And then they say this toothpaste was was turned down by one doctor thought this was a bad toothpaste right and people don't they think that one's worse Mm -hmm. so it's how you frame it right and there's a lot of ways that you can use that but i think the bigger picture of the idea is that we we do that at a base level of how we like see reality itself even we decide if something's good or bad right and and or we choose to see things in certain Uh ways and then the media takes advantage of that Mm -hmm. because if you like look down here and look at the guy it seems like this triumphant moment or you like put the fire in the foreground Uh and then the whole city's on fire you know what i mean but if you like zoom out it's just like one dumpster and like a few people yeah so there's this whole thing about framing about how you see a situation um yeah yeah i just that just gave me an idea on something the way you're saying that Mm. and i'm kind of thinking and reflecting it on upon myself now is um, I actually look at the world a lot as an observer, right? Okay. And so maybe that's why when we talk about depression is I don't get as caught into it. Because even with my own stuff, I look as an observer on me. I, I laugh about <laughs> some of the shit that I ha- I'm doing right now, you know? <laughs> it's funny. It's like... Uh-huh are you fucking that stupid or are you like, you know, maybe not even that, maybe something completely positive, but mm-hmm. you look at it from that outside. Well, that's interesting because I, I have a negative view. When uh, I step back and I see myself, sometimes yeah. I put like, I put it in a negative light. But sure. go, on, go on. Well, well, absolutely. Uh, I right. mean, you can. Yeah. But it's a similar thing. There's a part of me that's always watching me, mm-hmm. but I do interpret it like that was stupid. And then maybe I like get attached to that thought. Do you thought. consciously go into that mode of watching yourself or observing from... I do a lot. and mm, Like on purpose, like as a choice? Well, uh, again, so if you look at it this way, so this is kind of then going with my thought on that. Where I think a lot of people get hung up mm. 
is they start to close in those frames, right? They That's start right. to narrow it. Yeah, 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 so yeah, now yeah. they're doing a macro right. shot yeah, yeah, yeah. of yeah, what's going on. Uh, and yeah. and you, you miss a lot of the things uh, that could even, you know, adjust that course, right? right? Yeah. I've heard of, uh, like, I haven't really experienced this. Maybe that's a little bit, but I've heard in, like, deep meditation practices over long periods of time, you learn how to, like, you have this you and then you can like step back mm-hmm. and then like see that you inter- doing things yeah. and then you could step back again and, and it goes on forever. Sure. Um, and I, I, I dig what you're saying because it is like when you get like attached in this one thing. Right. Um, yeah. What's hard is like so I step back and I look at me and, and I was thinking about like a lot of what we said last time was just making me question the term depression, how I apply it to myself. Mm-hmm. Like, um, cause you were saying things like the fact that uh, I had things like purpose, I had art, music, and, and that, and then the, the melancholia is, is maybe different than depression. Um, uh, but when I step back and I look at myself, I do have this harshly negative, like voice, mm-hmm. uh, habit. It's a habit or, and, and it's a framing habit. Like I see my faults, uh-huh. you know, I don't choose or I don't, I mean, and it doesn't feel like a choice. And again, maybe you can train yourself to be better at these things. And I do like, for instance, like, uh, I, I would be embarrassed to let people know the things I tell myself. Mm-hmm. I, I would not want to like say that out loud. <laughs> yeah, I was <laughs> you know? wondering what I wanted to ask you, but like maybe not. Maybe well, I'll do things like, question. I'll do things like, I'll call myself a loser. I'm like, oh, you fucking loser. What the yeah. fuck are you doing? But is that just you know, in response to like an event or something yeah, that just happened? Yeah, I remember, a lot of times it's me remembering something I did that day. You know what I mean? That's a lot of it is my reflecting. But I mean, like, that's okay, though, idiot, like, like, constructive violence, but towards yourself? Just right, but of, like I said, though, like, I think yeah, I think you're right. But that when I do it, I'm a little bit of like, so you could do that in a way, like, don't be a pussy, is like being a dad yourself, right? right. Like, if you think of a good dad, right. they're like, fucking stand up. You know what I mean? You got your mom to be comfort and everything, and then the dad needs to, like, instill a little bit of that into the boy's life. Uh, but a dad that beats his kid is doing that too much mm-hmm. is going a little overboard you know because there is some line between um you know that uh i don't know how to put this like that pain and suffering makes you stronger there is some line where then it makes you weaker absolutely or if it's too much if you're in the gulags or whatever right <laughs> um so i, I mean i yeah. think just in like yeah. you were talking about parental Right. Use. Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't even have to be physical. It can right. be exactly. well, psychological. So that's what I'm saying. And I'm doing that to myself. Uh-huh. So when I look back and I'm and I go in that one, I go into this like thing that's a little too hard on myself and it's negative and, and, and that maybe what I feel like drives me into depression, like this constant framing of everything negative. So but, you know. so look at this. So I do that too, right? I mean legitimately, um, it's weird because I have fun with this shit, okay? But it's like Take notes. you'll you'll like be that person. So if I'm riding and I'm doing this hard climb, um, you know, and a lot of these front range trails here for mountain biking, they're just steep. They just have a really fast elevation climb. And so I'll be like, oh, you fucking quitter. You fucking pussy, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? It motivates yeah. you. But here's uh-huh. the thing, too. Yeah. Okay, but if you step out, then another step, you get to see your interaction with that, Mm, how you're interacting with 
You know, because then it's like, fuck, you ain't a pussy, you fucking, you know. And all of a sudden, you got this interaction that maybe if you stepped out one more step back and you look at it, then you see you battling the you who's bullying you and doing that shit. And you have this kind of cool, like, dialogue Mm -hmm. within yourself. And that goes back to the good and bad at the same time, the right and wrong at the same time. You know, it's the whole idea of the the symbol, right? The yin-yang symbol. You got white inside of black, black inside of white, um, to lesser degrees, but they're important for the other to exist. Yeah, yeah. And so I think what happens a lot of times is we want one thing to exist. It's like in jujitsu. We've been talking about this. It's not all about what you want, right? You might have an idea of what you want, but if we're grappling and you know and we're comparable i mean if you're just way 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 better than me okay that's one thing or if you're way bigger than me or whatever but if we're comparable to some degree then i have a say in what's going on you might have the majority of the say Mm -hmm. but i've got some say in there and when we're able to step back and realize the other person has a say in what's happening in the outcome of this then we can tag along. We can let them do a lot of the work, tell us where they want to go mm-hmm. and catch the submission, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think what we try to do too often is get tunneled. And that's where we start to get that macro view of right. the situation we're in. Mm-hmm. And so with depression, and again, I can't say that I've ever experienced it, but I think maybe someone's taken too much of a macro shot of their surroundings and their situation mm-hmm. and getting caught in that and not stepping back a little bit just a little bit and i get that you can't for most people take a big step back at one time but those incremental steps mm-hmm. help you see things just from a little bit different mm-hmm. perspective yeah again there's i don't think that's just going to happen to people and and this is where we run into the problems of it being you know, a disease or, you know, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, what do they say? It's a brain chemistry issue or whatever, right? Because then it's not your responsibility. It goes back to the responsibility thing. That's right. It's not your responsibility. Mm -hmm. And maybe what depression is, is a symptom. Mm -hmm. It's telling you that something's wrong, that you need to adjust course. A hundred percent. And if you think it's just a chemical imbalance, then it's not telling you anything. Right. Right. And, and it's you just, just give up. You're like, oh, well. Yeah, that's just how I am. There's nothing I can do way. about it. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you don't listen to the, like, oh, man, you maybe you should you know, change your life, you know. But that's, so that's why I think it's so important for people to do stuff like jujitsu. I mean, I mean, I really think jujitsu, not because it's what I do for a living. I mean, it is because that's what I do for a living, but because it puts you in those little fights a lot Mm. that you learn to take just a little bit of a step back a little bit more of a step back so you can see your opponent if you can see your opponent right Mm. you can see yourself a lot better Mm. if you only see what you want you're not going to see either you're going to be in this little tunnel and you're going to start getting caught you're going to get caught a lot you're going to miss your opportunities Mm. you're going to miss your the things that you can do to escape and so I was thinking about this. I was talking to um, somebody about this the other day, and we were talking about nutrition, right? 
And so this is going to bag on the vegans a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it is what it is. And the fucking standard, the standard diet people, right? But let's take it with the vegans. Uh, Shitty American diet. (laughs) (laughs) Carbs, carbs, carbs. But okay, so let's look at it this way. Let's just say it's with good intention, right? So let's say most vegans that I know have good intention. They just, in my opinion, are letting their emotions take over without really analyzing what's going on. Now, I have, uh, you know, read from multiple sources that are um, experts in this field that say, you know, there is three to five percent of a population that will do well on a vegan diet. Okay, so for whatever it's worth. But if you're a vegan, you have to eat so many different things. You have to do it in such a specific way. Mm, it's um, a lot of work. Uh, right, it's a lot of work. Healthy, takes so. a lot of yeah. you know studying. Takes yeah. a lot of time, a lot of preparation, and there's a lot of things that you have to do. Right, hmm. soy protein is not the same as animal protein, even if you have the same number of grams. Um, sure. And you have to have a lot more of it, right? So animal protein. Um, it's like the most densely it's nutritious thing. Most right? nutritionally dense it's like food a that there thing is, is, right? Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> you, um, especially if it's pasture raised and sure. you know, um, eating right. grasses, or wild, or, yeah, wild yeah, yeah, yeah. those mm-hmm. those kinds of things. Yeah. Um, but you still want fat. You know, fat is good. A lot of the mm-hmm. lean lean meats. Mm-hmm aren't as good. You know, mm-hmm. fat helps assimilate, you know, nutrients and vitamins yeah. and things of that nature. That was always a, a intuition I had. Yeah. I never really thought of that it made sense to me, the fats thing. Yeah. It's like, you know, why would bacon naturally exactly. taste why so good? Why is butter so good? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know what's so, uh, It's how exactly right. you said, uh, you know, wild or pasture is mm-hmm. animals are better. And why is that? Like, what happens to their body? And it's kind of a similarity between um, how people are living nowadays. Mm-hmm. So a boxed animal doesn't have the same nutritious value as a free-roaming animal. Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't have like a good mental health or physical health the more we get boxed in as well. Absolutely. Um, 100%. Mm. So this is then going into this continuing this thought this way because it talks or it addresses what you're saying okay so the the thing is if you do meditation right if you do yoga if you do weight training if you do running you know for your cardio you have to do all of this different stuff to get that's like being a fucking vegan all of those things, hmm. right? That's interesting. Man. And yeah. jujitsu is the animal protein. It's the nutrient dense, you know, element of training because it encompasses everything, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and so that's what I'm. So when you do this, it, it addresses the mental part of it, mm-hmm. of being mentally locked in a box. You can't be mentally locked in a box in jujitsu. Not if you stay in it. You'll get submitted after submission. You know, you're going to get caught, caught, caught. You're never Mm -hmm. going to get anywhere if you're in that mental box. So you'll probably quit. 
But if you stay with jujitsu, you're going to get out of that mental box, even if it takes you 10 years, 15 years. Um, and again, with all of these other things, like I know all of these yogis, right, um, that they talk about all of this, you know, peaceful warrior bullshit, all of this, like, you know, yeah. just shine <laughs> your heart. And they're the meanest <laughs> fucking people right now against, po politically, against another side. And it's like, well, how can you really get that way only doing one piece of the puzzle, right? right just That's like practicing yeah, the peaceful. vegan only eating fucking soy. How do you know the warrior part? <laughs> <laughs> right, mm. right. How do you get the physical part? How do you get all of those elements, your primal parts? And I think, you know, again, I am out to sell jujitsu for sure. But I think when you look at something like jujitsu, it encompasses every element um, that helps you get out of depression and helps you get out of these mindsets that hold you back and hold you down because you have to fight. Mm -hmm. And that's what a lot of people don't like to hear is that fight word. You know, mm -hmm. it's like fight is almost a bad word. And mm -hmm. it's like, yeah. but you're going to fight everything in your life. You're, mm -hmm. you're going to fight every from day. The day yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Or you're going to concede. And that's, right. that's depression. Mm. I mean, that that's is the darkness. So when you say, mm. so when you earlier, you were saying you talk like you beat yourself up, right? You you call yourself a pussy, then mm -hmm. you fight. So you fight yourself. I feel good about you saying that. You, you fight yourself <laughs> that see, first time, and then you one fight of these yourself. Days you're gonna call me a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm sorry. <laughs> so you, basically, when you're calling yourself a pussy, you you're fighting yourself, mm -hmm. and then you go that extra step, and you fight yourself again mm -hmm. um, by you know, beating yourself up for believing that you're a pussy. By proving that you're not a so, pussy. So it's like, so then also that reminded me in jiu-jitsu, because you, you've mentioned, you've told me I need to try going for that one step, like go for a move and then do one extra step. Yeah. And so that kind of helps get out of that boxed mentality, because then you go to that move and you stop there, and you're just having a conversation not really having a conversation with yourself and so would that be the same as conversing with the other person too yeah so it's not only just yourself but yeah okay. yeah because it's dialogue right yeah. i mean when you have that you have infinite opportunities they just can keep going it's when we stop and make our decision and and i think that's great too you have to make decisions yeah but oftentimes what's happening is people are making decisions based on faulty information or not enough information, yeah. right? Or never looking at it from a perspective beyond the perspective that's initially seeing that information. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying there's that you shouldn't go with your gut. You absolutely should, but that's not what we're talking about here. Um, you know, those are things, when, when people say go with your gut, a lot of times that's being, you know, referred to situations that are imminent, that are happening right here. You know, gosh, man, the hair stood up on the back of my neck and I got it's a like really a fear bad, thing, a danger thing, a danger thing, a right. warning sign yeah. like that. And they say that it is a, like a mind 
that there's like neurons in the mm-hmm. belly. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, and it, and that is what it respond. It is responding to danger mm-hmm. a lot. You know, right? Mm-hmm. That's interesting too because that's where that you know supposedly that uh, that chakra sits. If you're into chakras, yeah. <laughs> but the one about f- uh, flight, fear, right? Um, it is down. In, it's in the gut. So go with your gut. That's why mm. the gut's important. <laughs> That's I, why uh, yeah. it is. I was thinking about your idea, like uh, as far as um, you got to have a conversation and you're not listening to the information. What it was making me think of is the rudder of a ship idea mm-hmm. that you just like slightly move the rudder of a ship mm-hmm. and then 17 miles later, it's like a huge difference, mm-hmm. right? Um, but right at first, there's just little changes. Right. Um, yeah, it, it was making me think of that, right? That uh, um, you don't just pick the point mm-hmm. uh, that you want to get to because you're going to be wrong about even what you want. Yeah. So in, in life, I guess, if it's not jujitsu, right. but in life. But, you know, and the same thing, like if you just want the arm bar, um, you're you're missing right everything that happens up to the armor right you're missing the journey right. you pick yeah. your right. destination right. Yeah. and then enjoy the mm-hmm. process enjoy the journey yeah. and it is interesting in life how much you learn after you get older especially uh-huh. that things you thought you wanted were bad ideas right right or and, and that's fine because that's where you who you were at the time because mm-hmm. you kind of like moved a little in that direction yeah and then over time you like you really drift they're just not yeah. accurate ideas yeah, because you can't know the future, though. So you're doing, like, the best with, like, what you have, you know? Yeah, I know. I'm just mm-hmm. saying, though, because like, you said bad ideas. That's uh-huh. already a negative view. Right. Well, okay, well, there's my thing again. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got to fight that. Uh-huh. Right, I do, and I do. You know, something I've been doing is... Sorry, I had to point it out. No, no, that's cool, that's cool. Uh, it, it was a good point. Um, Jordan has that, one of his rules, Jordan Peterson, mm-hmm. is uh, don't compare yourself to who... Uh, to other people compare yourself to uh, who, you were yesterday. who you were yesterday and that's one thing I've been doing so as far as me like calling myself a piece of shit and stuff like that I'll say this is what I go through in my own head I say well I can't say I'm a good person because I, I don't feel like I am like I, to me that's, there's like a high standard yeah. and so what I can say is I'm doing better than I was doing yesterday you know what I mean so I've been, I've been trying to like insert that into my habit of you know what I mean so and I'm not good at it. Like I was, I was doing good for a while. Where every time that came up, I'm like, at least it's better than it was. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm make, You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. Because I, yeah. So I don't know. I, I've tried to like. I've been but trying also to. Also comes the how is the standard realistic that you're setting? Because that is a standard that you are setting in mm-hmm. your mind. Right. Right. Based on what you perceive. But but I but I think this is what I've been thinking about, and and we've been talking about this mm-hmm. is is uh, um, our lives are like guided by ideals, right? And, and when we have an image of who we want to be, of what we want to be, that is our compass, right? And that tells us what to do. Mm-hmm. And your goal should be so high as to, you know, because it should be beyond being human even. Like, that's what I was saying. I think we talked, I was saying that in one of these about that, like Christ is that. Mm-hmm. Because if you pick something that's like doable, you're like missing the most pure element, goal that you could. And so you have a point that like, uh, I I do compare myself to like amazing people and that does me a disservice, Mm -hmm. you know, because I'm not them. And it's hard to realize it's like your own unique. But you are (laughs) deciding that those are amazing people. So it's Mm. really based on 
perspective. <laughs> sure. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's true. And even the concept uh, of Christ, that is still yeah, yeah. something we assigned. So, Well, know. okay. Yeah. I w- okay. So what I'm trying to get at, I would think, in my life is like a pattern of being that gets me the best, the... Um, that makes me the best person possible. And so I, I have an ideal and I look at people in the world and I compare them to that ideal too. Mm-hmm. And I can be judgmental. So that's the thing is I can also do that to other people. I think I do that to my son a little bit now. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that judgmental thing I do on me is also just a habit I sure. have. But maybe in the best light, like it has these shadow elements, but maybe in the best light, it's like I have this ideal. Or, I mean, it's a constant ideal I'm trying to form that we're all doing that. Right. It's, we're trying to construct this. Well, this we highest. hope so. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people mm-hmm. aren't. And I think that becomes okay. their problem. That's is true. Is that yeah. they, mm-hmm. they get stuck mm-hmm. and they're not doing that. Mm-hmm. But it's like we were talking yeah. about. You're, what yeah, you're saying, the compass... True. I'm calling the destination mm-hmm. and you enjoy the process along the way. Yeah. And if you accept that you're, you know, again, this is constructive, you know, like violence is one, right? Mm-hmm. And constructive corruption. We're all going to be corrupt to some mm-hmm. degree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if we accept that we can't be at the destination mm-hmm. right away, then we're mm-hmm. working on it. We're right. getting there. And, and that's, yeah, and I have a hard time accepting I have uh, the amount of that that I have. I've See, all, right? You know? This is I, what I wonder, though, okay, on this, uh, okay? Uh, yeah, yeah. Because what happens, maybe, maybe our life was given to us, so the length of it, whatever that might be, is your destination or your journey time to that destination. I always wonder why people want to accelerate some of these things so much. Mm. It's like, so you want to get there, but then what are you going to do when you're there? Yeah. Well, are you going to set another goal or are you just there? Mm. Right? Are yeah. you the person? Because now if you're the person that you always thought you would be, what happens when you fuck up? Now you're fucking... There's like an inconsistency there. Right? Well, if you're the person who you think you, you put at this destination, right? right? The perfect model of what you can be and you get there Mm -hmm. and you mess it up somewhere Mm -hmm. what does that do to you do you get to go to another higher place or is that it you just Mm -hmm. dropped it and if you're the person who is this is where i'm headed Mm -hmm. i'm always making these little adjustments Mm -hmm. oh shit i stumbled fell back down that mountain a little bit Mm-hmm. Let me start making that journey yeah, again. Yeah. And then you've always got a beacon of a place where you can That's right, it's a be heading yeah. towards, mm-hmm. knowing that you might not ever get there, but at least you're on the journey. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people, they stop. They get in there like, that's too hard of a climb. Fuck this. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, you, you know, right. And I think that's depression. Because, again, if you look at it just on the... On the um, you know, conceptual level, we say depression drags you down and ascending takes you up. And when you're looking at the climb and you're stumbling, you're looking back up. But when you're you resign when you yourself get pulled to down, you're down. Yeah, you're yeah. in the fucking uh, hole. You're you know, not stumbling anymore. You're, right, right, right. I agree. Um, you box yourself. <laughs> you right. box yourself right. in. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I heard about this. There's this like this kind of lizard that like it tries to get a mate. 
and there's other males trying to get this mate, right? This like, and another male gets in, and then they fight, and then one loses. Uh, that one that loses goes down and digs a hole, and then lays in the hole, turns brown, and dies. Yeah. So it like chooses. It was like it's defeat, <laughs> right? But but it, uh, but it's a pretty good analogy for that, mm-hmm. right? Because it in my head it climbs down the tree and then digs a hole into the ground Mm -hmm. and then just like lays there and sleeps and and, and that's done i'm done that's right (laughs) yeah yeah so it is like that same um yeah so and 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 it is you know you could see how someone might get offended by that thought Mm -hmm. i just had that thought that because that's the thing that's so interesting about Mm self-responsibility in general Mm -hmm. it 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 makes people be like oh but some people have these horrible situations that they were just born into out of fate uh, bad luck right and and then you're telling them to like that they have to you know take you know yeah and i and i'm you know this is one idea i've thought about pretty good and i'm i'm pretty this is one of the few ideas i'm confident about that self-responsibility is really the only choice. But I still have that, you know, I notice that when it comes up. It with a lot of stuff that's happening right now. Uh-huh. Yeah, it does, for sure. Yeah. You know, if, here's the thing, if you don't take that self-responsibility and you don't take it at 100%, hmm. you can always then have an excuse and a reason. That's right. I, I mean, yeah. and you I, have no I other do choice. Right, I do right thing. now. I'm really... So there was a um, idea, and who was talking about this? I think it's in um, one of these books that I've been reading recently. But they were talking about like a Greek king that was going over to battle. I don't know if it was like a Persian, you know, king mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. like that. And they were a much larger army. Mm-hmm. Um, Might have been going to Turkey or something. Anyway. Yeah. Um, and so when they got to the shores, he ordered his troops to burn all the ships. Yeah. And yeah so yeah. was what he says is uh, Cortez did that. Okay. Uh, well, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> that we're that's either winning so or that's it. We can't go back. We're not going back. We're, we can't. Yeah. Go we back. either win <laughs> or we die. That's so crazy. And yeah. when you burn those proverbial ships, mm-hmm. yeah. you only have one choice uh-huh. right so I mean, so you're saying like self-responsibility is burning the ships is burning the ships and you <laughs> well, know the thing is but there's nowhere to go so that's what i can't understand when i think about it. sure there's, there's no there's, other option where what else are you gonna do an option is important because you that's how we make decisions right mm. but then well sometimes i think sometimes. not having an option it's almost like what marriage is mm-hmm. it's like you make it work because you don't have another option but when you have options, you're just like, eh, you know. Yeah. But, you know, uh, so I think it's, it's similar. I, I, you know, suffer the same thing. But, um, yeah, so so what else is there to do, though, self-responsibility-wise? Like, nobody's coming to, like, save you. You well, know what but I mean? That's, so, <laughs> but that is the right? misconception, yeah. is that if I don't take self-responsibility, then somebody yeah. has to come save me or... My failure is not my fault, yeah. right? Because I yeah. needed this help or I needed this right. thing or yeah. whatever. I needed mm-hmm. this pill in, and that, in and the that case is, of yeah. SSRIs. Mm. And, you know, it, it sounds mean because, again, what somebody has said to me is, you know, because I'll tell everybody, I have never experienced depression. And I've 
gone through some sad things that in it, to me were sad. Mm-hmm. But again, what I'm good at, what I learned was always to take a step back. And if you take a step back, again, you know, you got the lens on, you take a step back and you can see just a little bit more. Maybe there was a reason for that mm-hmm. that happened that mm-hmm. was making you sad. You step back, maybe you can see, oh, how that reason now can help me move forward. But when I mm-hmm. zero on in, I don't see those things. And now it's like this bad thing happened to me. And it becomes very egocentric, right? It's all about me. It's all about, you know, my feelings. It's all about what, you know, chemical imbalance I have. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. And we mm-hmm. get lost in taking it out, looking mm-hmm. at how we relate mm-hmm. to the world because mm-hmm. maybe you're a fucking asshole mm-hmm. and you need to see how you're relating to the world. Mm-hmm. And it's not just other people, it, but it's to the world itself. I mean, I think yeah. we have an yeah, obligation right. to the world to be I cool to it, yeah, put yeah. out good mm-hmm. energy. And yeah. so if we're that asshole, maybe we need to step back one more step mm-hmm. to recognize. And then mm-hmm. once you recognize you're an asshole, Boom, you go back another step so that you can get the person who's not the asshole <laughs> right. to start to combat yeah. that asshole and yeah, say, yeah. okay, how are you going to deal with them? Because you have to make adjustments mm-hmm. with, you know, to yourself. Huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you're always in play. Mm-hmm. But, but this is, again, this is maybe why I don't get bored because I think of shit like this. Like, right. yeah. you know, even right. if I was sitting there bored, mm-hmm. I don't get bored. But mm-hmm. if I was, I would imagine that I would look at myself and laugh by saying, what a pussy. Why are you sitting here being bored? Right. And yeah. then mm-hmm. it would be the same mm-hmm. process. Yeah. And sooner or later, yeah. I'm mm-hmm. either doing something or that started to kick in a creative yeah. you know, juice. But, or yeah. I say, fuck, I haven't taken any fucking time off in two weeks. I'm going to sit here for an hour and be mm-hmm. chilled. Right. And then again, it's still constructive. Mm-hmm. Any way you look at it, if you look at it, from positions like that. Yeah. Yeah. What about this? That's just a cool thought I had just thinking of you going out, right? Mm -hmm. Because you can have, you can have looking at yourself and then looking at yourself, looking at yourself. You have Mm -hmm. that idea. And sometimes that's good. Um, But what about the fact that sometimes you go all the way into the like, and then that's like being in the moment. Mm -hmm. That's where you have no thought about yourself or the world. You're right. So it's like there's there's something of that value too. I think like, it's I think <laughs> it loops it around because okay. uh-huh. when you go so far into that depth, yeah, right. So it goes back to that idea: to know the one is to know the ten thousand. Right. To know the ten thousand yeah. is to know the one. Yeah, it's that fractal. you get where mm. you see it just from the other side, mm-hmm. right? You get to see everything from that other side. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's at least what I would like to think about it. Because mm-hmm. if you go so far down into that space that let's say you're that genius jujitsu guy who's introverted, doesn't have any We're friends. talking about a specialist. Yeah, a okay. specialist. An obsessed right? specialist. Okay, obsessed, I see what you're saying. You know, whatever, mm-hmm. however, whatever I, you're going to yeah, 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 yeah. make that okay. absolute out of balance. There's focal some, point. Right. Right. You're mm. still out of balance. You're you're mm. far into the hole, but you're right. not so far I was, enough. I was into making the hole. a different point with the like I was saying that rather than looking at yourself, you you are in the moment. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's not not necessarily about like But that's what being in the moment is, because uh, you gotta see everything. You uh-huh. can't just see if if okay. we're crossing swords, right? Or okay. or you and I are gonna fight and yeah. 
Anna's like, look, there's <laughs> fucking 5,000 on this fight. One okay, of you, yeah. and she's holding a gun with a bullet for the other. Mm. Okay. okay. Well, and whatever rules, whatever confines we've got, mm. if you only zero in on me, if if mm. you're so focused, you're mm. not going to see that fucking spinning back fist. Well, is, uh, is what, maybe what I'm saying is that being in the moment to me means um, being focused. You know, like that, if there's two poles Mm -hmm. to, uh, like, awareness, Mm -hmm. um, one of them is in the moment. And when I say in the moment, I'm not just looking at your wrist so I can get that grip, Mm -hmm. right? That's not what I mean. I mean, you are so free of the confining type of thought that, like, breaks up and cuts the world and all those pieces. Right. You're in a more of a wholeness type Mm -hmm. of a a way of being. And then you, it's non-action. That's what I'm talking about. That mm-hmm. Taoist idea, non-action, mm-hmm. right? The the zone, mm-hmm. right? And and every response is the correct response mm-hmm. without thought. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is the down there? So right there. so here's <laughs> in like classical jujitsu. This is how we would kind of re- relate to that mm. space. So there's three mindsets: fudoshin, mushin, and right. zanshin. Yeah, okay, mind. so yeah. fudoshin is immovable. You can't right. and move that's me. The, You're not that's good. Right. That's Fudo, that, 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 that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got are, the big old Naginata and he's standing strong. Those are so dope. Okay, yeah, so that's Fudo. really cool. Right. The energy not, coming up. There's like their, their, uh, yeah. their rags and the fire and shit. You're not passing. Yeah, uh-huh, okay. Yeah. Um, and I'm not yielding. Mm-hmm, that's Fudo. So Fudo Sheen. So Mushin is empty mind or no mind. No mind, yeah. Um, and again, it means that I'm not thinking about, right. you know, oh, shit, this guy's really fast or, oh, this person's really strong right. or I'm injured. You're putting, or, you're putting categories cold. on things. Yeah. You're, like, you're, you're framing. You're putting frames on stuff. Right? When you're like that. But exactly. when you're with when you you're know, many minds, with when you have no too many mind, minds, right? right? You're <laughs> yeah, yeah. just in the space that you're in, right? right yeah. And then Zanshin is mm. a residual awareness. So Zanshin would be... You're attacking, and I'm so aware of your attack while I'm simultaneously aware of where the next opening is for my counterattack. And so none of those are being quite in the moment, Hmm. right? They all have elements of being in the moment. Hmm. When you put them all together, now Mm -hmm. you're in the moment. Mm -hmm. And so that's where... In in my understanding of what you're saying, where I would mm-hmm. take it a step further is just like we were stepping back to see. That's right. And just like you're going down right. to be close, it's kind yeah, of a convergence the same moment. Yeah, of yeah, yeah. both it's of a, those points. That, you're right. The, when you're so point one-pointed mm-hmm. or non-pointed or whatever, you're also encapsulating the whole thing. Right. So it's like they're both, the right. one and the 10,000 again. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. That's interesting. I, I'm starting to see what you're saying, though, about, say, the, the limiting factor of a focus. Because when right. you focus, you take out all this information. Right. Right. And so um, it's not like it's, but but I guess what we're maybe both saying, or maybe what they're trying to get at too, like the Zen and all that, is that the the whole perspective is also the tiniest yeah. pointed perspective. And right? I think you have to do both, and yeah. and you have to practice both. A lot of times when I you know like I'm talking about this, I think people, you know, especially who don't do jujitsu or martial arts, I don't know if they have if they can understand then what I'm saying in that 
you have to get out from it. Mm-hmm. You've got to get mm-hmm. into it, yeah. and you got to practice. You got to literally practice doing those to get better at them, because mm-hmm. then the process becomes smoother. It yeah. becomes more effective, and again. You know, those are weird things, you know, for people to say, well, how do you practice that? Going back, do you do jujitsu? And you start to learn how you can mm-hmm. do that. If you're going to catch me in a submission, if you're going to catch me mm-hmm. right now, at, at both of you guys, at your level, you got to be so focused on getting that submission because if you're not perfect with it, there's no way you're going to fucking submit me, right? But in the same in the same moment, if you're only focused on that submission, you're never even going to come close to it, right? Yeah. yeah. So, you're gonna. What are you gonna do? Well, it's like, okay, well, that goes back to what we were talking about, right? It's good and bad and right and wrong and yes and no, all in the same convergence of time. So, what do you have to do to get better at it? You got to break it down. So, we're rolling, and you say, okay, the only thing I'm going to focus on this roll is. Get into that arm. I want that arm bar. I know I'm not going to get the submission, but I'm just going to get to the arm. Every opportunity, I'm grabbing and I'm taking that arm. I'm getting to that arm. And so you're not going to see anything else. But you do that. Let's say you do that for a month. That's your whole game. Now you can get to the arm. Okay. So now you got that decent, right? It doesn't mean you're an expert or you've got it down, but you're decent with it. And then you say, okay, now... What I'm going to do is I'm going to flow because I'm getting to the arm. But every time I get to the arm, he sees it's coming. So elbow comes in, you, you know, there, there's pressure, smash in my hands, whatever. You can't maintain the grip. So then you say, I'm going to go into a flow mode and I'm going to surf. I'm going to follow him. I'm going to react to what's going on instead of trying to respond. I'm just going to get a feeling. Mm-hmm. So you get comfortable with then the pressures and the exchanges that someone gives, how, you know, those things come together and they work within your body. You understand the body resistance that works well for you to frame against somebody, but then have ability to move um, around them or move out from underneath them or accelerate and get ahead of them. And then you've got that down. And so you're pretty good with that. And then you start to make these converge a little bit, right? And then a little bit more and then a little bit more until you've got something that becomes, man, this is pretty good. You're still not going to get it, though. Right. I I don't think that any comparable practitioners are going to catch any one move. Right. It's just not going to happen. you got to have moves ahead of it and moves behind it. But you understand that process. And this goes back to practicing. So then you do it again with another set of techniques. Right? So now you're saying, I want the triangle. So you just practice getting those legs up. Whenever you can, you get those legs up around that neck. Whenever you can, you throw those legs up. So you get so familiar with it, and you do the same process with flowing to feel where that triangle comes in, and you converge those, and then you start to converge these two. You, you do that with three or four things, and all of a sudden you can, one, create an infinite game, but two, you become really good at your game because you're getting consistent repetitions and it covers everything that you do. So for me, for instance, mountain biking and snowboarding, these physical activities that I spend a lot of time doing besides jujitsu, all 
apply to my jujitsu game. It always makes me better. I'm always thinking about how it makes my martial arts better and vice versa. I work on that to make those things better. And if I'm using those things as practice, you start to get really confident and really competent in what you're doing. And you have these tools to navigate these then bigger problems that we're talking about, right? Does that make sense? So yeah, you utilize little things yeah. and then you've always got something to mm -hmm. work on to get you out of depression and out of these mm -hmm. places that we find ourselves struggling. But it comes back to what we talked about and that's that individual you know, responsibility. Okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, back to individual responsibility, that reminds me of, uh, so I was seeing a therapist in Seattle, and um, she told me something. She was trying to let me understand that, you know, I cannot do things for others. They have to do it on their own. Mm, mm, and so mm -hmm. in a Both particular instance, she was telling me that I can probably help pick up the broken pieces of something, right? Help that person do that, but I cannot hold those broken pieces together for them. They have to do that on their right. own. That's a nice way to Yeah, that is it. cool. Yeah. So when I was listening yeah. to that, I was just viewing it from just that point. I wasn't seeing that, well, that means that the other person has to be responsible. But that also was directed towards me because um, I had to do the practice, basically practice the same thing, but in a different way, mm -hmm. um, which I just realized. But isn't it funny because then we get hung up on, if we get hung up on that point, we almost take things like offensively, you, you know, yeah. we get, or not offensively, but defensively, we get defensive about it. Mm. Like, and that's what we gotta do if we well, take it. because we don't like, naturally we do not like looking at ourselves and seeing that we messed up mm -hmm. but you know that's getting hung up on them mm -hmm. like okay i messed up great it was not a cool experience whatever it was all right what do i do now <laughs> yeah and how do i move forward and i i think though like when when you say it wasn't a cool experience i think this is what this is always what helps me again I can't relate, I'm going to say this to people who have depression, but maybe they can't also relate to somebody who's never had depression. And if we try to understand each other, maybe we can both benefit, you know, people in those roles. But when you say it wasn't that cool, what I look at is all of my fuck ups are pretty fucking cool. They, they have all, the, the worst ones that I've done the things that I feel the worst about, I can look at those things and say, gosh, that was pretty fucking cool that I did that because it's now led me to a point even that I recognize that that was a fucking lame dick thing yes, to do. But I only said that because I know that there are people who are gonna say, well, it wasn't just an experience, it was a terrible experience. And so it brought in all of these emotions. But I'm not saying I haven't looked at my um, experiences as bad. There have been some, but I still have that mindset about it. Mm -hmm. But now I can say, oh, well, okay, that was part of the, the process. Now we just 
you know, keep walking about. So w- what do you attribute that mindset um, adjustment to? Because that's what we're really talking about, right? Is you have to develop that mindset. If you don't develop that mindset, then you're always stuck on the other side. You're always looking at it. I think it's flexibility. If mm-hmm. I have to dumb it down, it's flexibility. Mm-hmm. You know, how we box ourselves, it's being flexible enough to want to consider other things and mm-hmm. give them the same value that we're giving the negative, mm-hmm. you know, perspective. So it's like, well, if I can think something really bad happened, like something really bad happened, mm-hmm. That's my perspective on it. And I'm assigning it the value of bad. Mm-hmm, then yeah. why can I can I not try even just to, you know, um, what's the word? Jeez, oh, can't think of. Sometimes I can't think of words in English. Um, just to entertain the idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like, well, why can't I put the same amount of value towards it being positive yeah that is man that is such a good point because if i can put so much energy into it being negative then why can't i it changes perspective yeah Mm, and it allows you to it allows you to explore it right it allows you to look at it and say Mm -hmm. wow could this be cool could there be a cool thing with it right and even if you put that in pretend world you might Mm. go over to it and be like that really has some value. That really mm, yeah. has changed my perspective. They, that's right. what happened that's to me right. on Trump. Mm-hmm. Like, so I had these two <laughs> conservative lady friends and one's like, and you know, and they're all for Trump and I did not okay. like Trump. Yeah. I didn't really know why. I never really watched The Apprentice or, you know, right. never really understood much about him. I knew he was an icon as far as, you know, real estate mogul and, you know, uh, flamboyant. But right. I didn't really Rich know a whole dude, lot. Like on a bunch of hip hop albums. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I saw him Howard on a Stern comedy roast and he was yeah. funny on the comedy yeah. roast. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so I just didn't like Trump. And they asked me, you know, because I trust these ladies. If I thought that Trump was an evil person, you know, like a Hitler or something, I wouldn't have done that. But I'm like, okay. So they asked me to find one thing that I like about him that he does, did, whatever. And so that's what I did, exactly what you're talking about, is I just looked at something that I didn't like from a positive perspective. Okay, the thing that I looked at was that the guy never quits. Never quits. Fails all the time. He's got like six bankruptcies or five bankruptcies. Um, several businesses failed. The mm-hmm. guy never quits. All of a sudden, that for me opened mm-hmm. this door of like, wait a second, somebody who doesn't quit is pretty fucking badass because most people quit. That's what we're talking about, getting caught in the depression mode, right? So again, when you talk about depression, I don't know if you had depression. I don't know. Because if you found it, yeah, but if you found a way out, if you found a way through that, to me, depression is that anchor that just drowns you. So maybe you had your fucking head just above water enough that the real Anna in there, or not the real, the, the conflicting Anna, is like giving you just a little beacon of hope, something that well, you can grab onto. Perhaps, but it's just like any other thing, right? So if I get sick, I get the flu, and I survive it, it's not like I didn't have it. 
just because my body figured out a way to fight it. it but it needed to experience a level of discomfort mm-hmm. in that way. And then, so I wouldn't mm. say, like, I didn't have it. So you're still talking about the fact that you you call it bad, that you didn't have a bad experience? Is no, right now I'm talking about, because he said, I don't know if you had depression, right? I gotcha. And so I'm, I'm good, just actually. saying, well, I think I did experience something. Sure, absolutely. Now, if we want to talk about what depression is, we could get yeah, into Yeah, there's some labels and stuff, and then it sure. is describing but, what actually happened. But so so this is where, this is where, again, I'm just, as somebody who's never had depression right this is what i'm saying is at least in my mind one of the ingredients and that is that as you're through those things you look at them and you don't give them the fucking value of depression you're like because then you can always get dragged back into it it's the value of yeah that was a tough time that led to a very positive time because right now you're doing fucking jujitsu on a regular basis, right? You're starting to create a legit path for yourself in your photography and other things that you're doing. And you're doing it at a time that is relatively, you know, uh, scary, right? So that means you gotta have some strength to do that. You gotta have some confidence to do that. You gotta have some courage, resiliency. So where do you get that stuff? You don't get that stuff from me. I don't give that shit to anybody. I'm just trying to provide a place for people to find that within themselves, mm-hmm. right? And so if you didn't have that lull, that bump in the road, that dip that took you down, you wouldn't be would on be the here. path where you're going right now. It's like what well, you guys were talking about earlier, the story, oh, well, this is great. Oh, that's something right. bad happened. Yeah. This is bad. Yeah, that's what, it's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, because so something happened. Right, and there was, and then what we do is so. How about this idea that uh, I heard this guy talk about this that there's no such thing as literal. Mm-hmm. So there's an event that happened. Let's say we're describing it as a few years of depression, or maybe mm-hmm. a time in my life, or yeah. whatever. Um, if you were to, to describe it literally, it would be it would it would there be too many pages of books to, to you know to mm-hmm. describe every detail about the house you lived in and the plants that grew around it and what you were wearing on this day. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like literal is like this impossible, you know, immense amount of detail. And so r- instead, how we approach the world is we have to put like meaning on stuff. Mm-hmm. And so we can't know the literal. Right. Right. It's almost like we just can't reach it. And then like science has aspects like or we even do this. We like ask our friends what they think. And that we can maybe like triangulate on things because we ourselves can't see everything. So so then instead we again, just not to belabor it, but, you know, I'm trying to think through this whole like framing idea. We we put meaning on stuff. And so then we say it was bad. Right. Mm -hmm. It was a bad experience. That's we put that meaning on it. Mm-hmm. And there could be other things. And then once that meaning is attached to it, so something that like meaning does is it like can tell us what to do. Mm-hmm. Because uh, like scientifically, this is just an idea. I'm not, it's, again, these aren't like my ideas, but that, um, that uh, science can't tell you what to do. It can only tell you like how to do things, how to figure something out. You can like study the situation and figure it out, but it can't tell you what to do. Mm-hmm. And you know, you, so so that's where meaning comes in. And so, 
how we frame our experiences does like guide our direction again and that those beacons and ideals we make and where we want to go. Um, so, but I, I could see how maybe it's a problem even like I'm, I'm liking that you're pushing against this just cause it's making me think about stuff. Mm -hmm. Cause I label it depression. Yeah. I do. And in my eyes, what I'm labeling is this feeling that I have more of a propensity to be like dark and sad. And that I, I feel like it's a gravity thing. Like sure. this is how I feel. Like if I were to really relax, uh -huh. I'd fall into depression. Mm -hmm. So it's like I can never but, relax, but which is fine. But what if you change well, the perspective on dark no, 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 and sad? No, no, no. And I'm not even saying uh -huh. that. Oh, right. I'll change the perspective on dark side. Uh, on yeah. dark and sad. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. in uh -huh. the way you said it. The words, it, the words. I'm putting words. Even that's a framing. I'm right. You're, you're, right you're saying it yeah. as like it's. Not necessarily a good thing, but you do pretty mm. cool artwork. If you didn't have those right. fucking dreams, and I just said say earlier that, that, the, that, that the dark makes the bright. It's yeah, yeah. like, uh -huh. well, uh -huh. yeah, that cool shit. Well, then, be out there. yeah. So then, okay, so so, but so then we're having a problem with the the term. You, well, here's the or, thing: you got to find a way to keep it in check. And this is what was going on with me. See, I was the opposite. Okay. I mean, up until very recently, like shit was fucking gold. Mm. It still is gold. It's even better, but it, it was like, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, where'd that go? It, it was at such a place where it, it almost makes it so everything's routine. Mm. You, you know what I'm saying? You know, and, so you're doing good. You're saying, yeah. Like, and it's just good. good. Right. It's uh, just yeah. like, COVID, mm -hmm. who cares? I mean, mm -hmm. you know, surviving it, getting through it. Mm -hmm. If I can survive something, you know, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm good. Like, I've never been dragged down. So mm -hmm. in my mind, it's like, oh, we're surviving it. So mm -hmm. it's fucking, mm -hmm. we're right. a-okay. Um, everybody keeps trying to get me to take those PPP loans and shit. I'm like, fuck that. Mm -hmm. I said from the beginning, I wasn't going to be part of this. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be part of it. But it's the same as if I don't keep that in check, Mm -hmm. then it's going to fucking derail for me, right? Because you're not going to understand where you're at. You're going to miss the things that are good. You're going to let those escape you because everything's so good. It's just like if you, the dark and sad, if you go too far down that rabbit hole, you're going to miss everything that fucking that is good. So you got to keep it in check. There's got to be a buffer that, that Justin who just took a step back, maybe you like to be in that, dark sad but you got mm. that justin that can take one more step back mm. and see how mm. the justin who's not the dark sad mm. justin keeps that guy in check mm. and you can always keep him in check before he goes too far right, right? and right. so for me i didn't have any dips mm. in the road for fucking a while and so then all of a sudden some dips look like they're cliffs and you're like whoa fuck that's a cliff <laughs> i didn't want to take a cliff i wanted to fucking dip right in the road <laughs> right. right so um mm -hmm. i mean i think those are important and mm -hmm. again this is how i look at it i try to who wants to be fucking falling off a cliff but you try to step back one more fucking step mm -hmm. and you're like there's a yeah. fucking water hole underneath yeah. right yeah. so mm -hmm. fucking did a little dive it's Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you can see then how you can recover. Mm -hmm. That becomes one of the huge things is being able to recover from that fall. And that's where, again, it goes to that terminology. Like, 
Yeah. If so you have I, depression, though, you haven't burned the ships. So what is your definition of depression since... My definition, it'd be hard to define because then it might counter what a clinical depression is. But, but we're not doctors, so... Right. <laughs> okay. So my my definition of depression is somebody who's got no purpose, who's got no community, right? I mean, those two things, so, right? So you're they, just they describing no the symptoms, the like symptoms, the, yeah. The, 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 right. The their well, li- that's their what life. it's the collective of not having those things is depression. Is so depression. you're so so you think that it is only. A, 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 a symptom that's telling you to, to, you got to mm-hmm. do something about your life. Well, like well, that's, what it, absolutely. that's what it is. Absolutely. And nutrition would be mm-hmm. a mega huge part of it, and right? Physical. So, and we've talked, yeah, a lot right. of things. Those that, are components. And I think maybe just the place we found mm-hmm. ourselves in, in yeah. this culture and in, in modern times and technology and Facebook yeah. and cars and sitting, that it naturally, we start off with a lot of pr- maybe more problems than we would have. Yeah. Right. And maybe some of the more problems we have is not having problems. Right. Because you like, don't have a purpose. Right. Yeah, Even yeah, yeah. if they're small. So, purposes. so we start off at a deficit. Yeah. And maybe we just can't speak to genuine brain problems that people have that that create like excessive sadness or something like that. Is like that, maybe things that like that thing? exist. I don't know. But then it. I, so here's chemical what I, yeah, I don't know. Right. Okay. Can I, can yeah. I steal man the chemical imbalance yeah. idea? Can I try it? So what about, so, um, uh, God, I don't know how to phrase this. My girl mm-hmm. at a certain time <laughs> can go through excessive, e- extreme depression. Yeah. Extreme. And to the point where, um, I can just tell when I wake up in the morning sometimes like that, uh, you know what I mean? I can just tell. And uh, so not to give like details or anything, but she gets really dark and there is a chemical element to this, mm-hmm. especially seen in women. Like she read this book that I, that I also read that was pretty interesting, or maybe I just read parts of it, um, uh, that um, like in scientific experiments, all the science is done on men mm-hmm. because men don't have these huge dips they're more like consistent in their testosterone and Mm -hmm. whatever's in us (laughs) you know more about that stuff um and so uh so that i i would say is an argument for the fact that there's these inner chemistries i don't know if we want to use that word like maybe that's part of the framing of this that makes it like deceptive somehow as to really what's going on when we like frame it as a chemical Mm -hmm. But it has chemical chemicals are associated to it, right? Mm-hmm. Progesterone and all, all those, right? All the, all the hormones, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that says to me that there is a chemical element to it. But it's not serotonin. Right, <laughs> but maybe, but you know, the the body's the system of things interacting. Mm-hmm. So maybe, maybe the right progesterone at the right time causes serotonin release, yeah. and that you know, what I mean, like but there's also, this whole. So how do we regulate our hormones, and nutrition, and physical? Activity? That's right. So that's what I was exactly. So <laughs> I would say the only thing is still self responsibility, okay. um, and you still got to take. That's what you got to do is take care of yourself and take care of your life. But it does have triggers that are physical and, and correlations that are like in the brain and in the body, mm-hmm. right? Um, but the answer is still self-responsibility. There's no other, you know, option. Right? Well, I think, you know, this is kind of the way that I look at it sometimes. Um, 
to validate and give an interest into the self-responsibility is that we're given this pretty fucking badass machine, right? Mm -hmm. But a lot of times people don't want to learn how to use it correctly. And it's going to take some work, you know, to get better at using the machine, the physical machine, the mental machine. Um, when we're talking about that time, a period where somebody just goes off the deep end, it's easy to go off the deep end if you don't practice getting control of that, right? Mm -hmm. And that's where I think it comes in when we're talking about self-responsibility. I think we got to define what that means. Mm -hmm. And that is, look, you've got to, we each have a uniqueness to us, right? We have the same general function. There's so much right? more that's the same but, and that's different. Yeah, but we've got the uniqueness to us. And mm. so the brain chemistry that you might have that's a little different, mm. um, the physical ailment that you mm -hmm. might have that's a little different, well, you got to learn how to use those things. Mm -hmm. um, that's right. And yeah, I think yeah. that that's the benefit of the uniqueness that we have is that it's not perfect for everybody, but it's mm -hmm. perfect for you when you learn how to use it mm -hmm. and when you practice using it. Mm -hmm. But most people don't want to take an interest in doing that and they miss out on, again, it's like, yeah, what yeah. the fuck else do we have to do in this world? Really? So, so, like, so check this out. I yeah. once like uh, had this idea in a psychedelic experience <laughs> that um, now let's say God like designed the world. This is what I thought mm -hmm. during the experience. And it was designed as like a classroom for us to like grow right as souls <laughs> and uh and the element that was put in it that would like spur that growth was suffering mm -hmm. so it was only through suffering that growth could happen and so like you're saying by phrasing or f framing you know as i'm saying the sad the dark or or like with my girl having mm -hmm. that thing that she deals with um, <laughs> and can be a source of, of, uh, it's a unique, we all have that unique thing that we're struggling with. Mm -hmm. So the built into the world is suffering. Mm -hmm. And part of that is what we're talking about is our unique things that make us uniquely suffer. Mm -hmm. Um, and, but th those are the things we need to grow. So you're putting it as like, cause I'm saying, oh, I go to this dark, sad thing, but you're saying, oh, like really that's not what it is you're just calling it that it's really just a part of your life and it's just as much good as it is bad well, well right? i don't know if it's just as much good as it is bad okay. you might need more bad in you mm -hmm. but right, so, so right. look at it like this so we say suffering is right here center line of this mm. okay so that's what we say is our kind of base starting suffering point mm. okay and so most people don't go beyond that point. Mm -hmm. So when they're suffering, shit starts to get bad. But those of us who, one, suffer on a regular basis, we practice suffering, and then we even start to enjoy suffering, all of a sudden, suffering now has moved over here for us, right? So all of this other side is not suffering. So it's got to get pretty bad for us 
to really get into the mode that this person is in the baseline of suffering because they never deal with suffering. They don't practice suffering. And again, some people will say, what do you mean? I don't practice suffering. I'm suffering every day. That's not what I'm talking about. You can't do much against the insidious suffering. If you hate like your job, yeah, it's thing. that mm -hmm. thing that just nags at you. Let's yeah. say you hate your job, but you have a ton of bills and you have kids and you can't leave your job and you see that you're just trapped. Hmm. Okay, well, you're not going to get good at beating that by trying to beat that. That's too big of an animal, right? It's too much of a fight. It's going to kill you. Hmm. So what do you do? You do something that you can mm -hmm. learn to suffer a little bit with. And then you get then pretty you good. You're like, mm -hmm. man, I can take one click, one degree mm -hmm. of mm -hmm. more suffering than I did. That's interesting. And you do it yeah. again and you do it again. And then mm -hmm. all of a sudden, mm -hmm. that thing that you're suffering is like, I can That's interesting because this. this is teaching. Like I've been reading that mindset uh -huh. book. And there's this thing about teaching that it's like constantly about giving someone uh, a ch something that's challenging but something they're able to accomplish right and it's like you always adjust. it sounds like that's what you're saying even with mm -hmm. like suffering which is interesting jordan peterson but, mm -hmm. which i think is great he says aim low right 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 so because mm -hmm. if you aim low you can achieve, you can achieve something right. and that doesn't mean again you shouldn't right. have a high aim but this is what we talked right. about it's the rudder you've got the, the destination thing. right you yeah. sh you know the destination it's way up there now take your first yeah. step right now right. climb yeah. that first fucking and see hill. how that goes and then yeah. right and then take another and if you out. stumble you're only stumbling down that small part mm -hmm. yeah. you can get back up you get way up here and you stumble and mm -hmm. that's what i was saying about then what happens when we reach there so if we become this person right away and this is what i used to in traditional martial arts i saw a lot of this right, right. and it bugs the, the fuck out of me mm. okay and that's the young wise it's kind of in the yoga world too trainer right right, right? it's a similar thing the, the person who right. gets good pretty quick okay. they're but they're young yeah. they're yeah, like yeah. in their early 20s and yeah. then all of a sudden they want to be so wise and they want to be this right. sage right yeah. <laughs> and it's like, okay, you're only pretty good. You're only pretty good. Yeah, yeah. And you want to be this wise person espouting all of this great wisdom to 50-year-olds who own their own businesses and, you know, yeah. have a great family and stuff like that. And you want to show them how much mm -hmm. wiser you are. Well, you're building this thing that doesn't exist right it's right. on the there's, shaky those things you don't know you yeah. don't know those things you think you right. want to like teach right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like calling yourself a peaceful warrior the only peaceful warriors right are the warriors, warriors yeah. who've been to war who now choose peace mm. that's the only peaceful right. warrior yeah yeah up. yeah <laughs> it's funny stuff but it always comes back to this self-responsibility. And then, so it goes back to what we were talking, right? We loop this whole thing around. In my position, somebody who's hasn't experienced depression, um, I would say it's because I would never look at those things as that. I would never give it that value. My tough times that I've had, I don't give it those values of tough times. It's hard for me to even say those, right? Tough times. I'm like, okay, well, I, I mean. I guess we assign the word tough to any challenge that we find. Right. And Well, and for me, tough isn't a bad word, though. For me, mm -hmm. I'm telling, 
you know, the 16 year old kid who's taken his first class yesterday. Well, my job is to make you tough, right? Or, or to help you get there, right. providing the environment. You know, I don't give you anything. I don't make you anything. But yeah. that is the first step, at least, to get mm. tough. Now we get tough. Now we've got some abilities to start to navigate. We've given ourselves a little breathing room. We can mm. suffer because mm. you can't be tough if you can't suffer. Mm. I know there's people who suffering think, makes you tough. Right, mm. right. Yeah. And um, those are so important. That mindset is so important in growth. And so, if if people attach to having depression and they got through it, right? But they had depression. It's kind of like the alcoholic, right? Who, I can't say that I'm a huge fan of the AA model, okay? The 12-step program or whatever it is. And here's why. This is my opinion. Is one, because alcohol is a disease. And two, it's not your fault. And three, you give it the value of this animal that is mm-hmm. so hard to beat okay Maybe. and so in my opinion this is my opinion and i know alcoholics would talk shit to me but hey man i was in the army we drank every fucking night i was a bartender we drank every night so i had every opportunity to become an alcoholic as well um it's not that there's an epigenetic factor where it runs in my family but you know what I'm saying? At least the environment was there. And one of the big things was changing the environment. When all of a sudden, the environment for alcohol wasn't there, there wasn't, really didn't matter. Okay, well, you're not going to drink. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, my environment has always been martial arts. But what I started to realize for me with alcohol was that, man, if I'm drinking, I'm not performing well. And so for me, changing the environment for better performance was way more desirable than changing the environment for better drinking opportunities. Yeah. And I'm not giving one a value over another. I'm just saying if someone so chooses that. Yeah. And so to me, that's where this problem with giving alcohol so much power is. You know, And I think it's the same as depression. When you give it so much power, then it can always pull you back. You, you know what I'm saying? You'll never have control over it. It'll always be your nemesis. But if you're like, fuck you. I don't you. see it as a nemesis mm-hmm. anymore. But I do Perfect. think that acknowledging it is still important because mm-hmm. that reminds me of, one, what I, you know, what I, like how I overcome, uh, overcame that situation. Mm-hmm. And... Um, it also reminds me of, hey, you're capable of doing stuff. That way, it's like I can use it against itself almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And that's why I think it's it's kind of like how your body logs the viruses that it's met throughout life mm-hmm. with the antibodies. Same mm-hmm. It is like that. Deal. It is like so, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that way, I've had days where I felt not as... Um, vibrant mm-hmm. I where I fell down and I've had thoughts of oh is it that again and then right after I've had a thought of no it's not mm-hmm. like because I try to look at you know why am I what's around me what's happening mm-hmm. you know I get back into the moment um, I don't know that's my experience though mm-hmm. I don't know 
mm-hmm. if you can relate to that or if other mm-hmm. people can. Yeah, um, for sure. I was yeah, I was trying to get what you were saying about. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I heard how you uh, the value of it is because you overcame it or that you know it, which is pretty much the same thing. And it was and then the virus thing. I like that the antibody because it is. Again, so that that idea of anti fragility mm-hmm. is the is one way to say kind of what you know something that's a common conversation that we're having uh, that pain makes you stronger, mm-hmm. right? Um, or that yeah, damn uh, yeah. So that um, uh, so those experiences can be seen as not necessarily like so. And and saying depression is giving it like a a value you say you're saying the word value um uh it is framing it on 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 what uh i don't know yeah i don't know so i do the same thing and you know and this is good because it's making me question like uh what would you say the stereotype of depression is when people think of a depressed right. person what is yeah. the so i think yeah and I, even like part of the like medical thing is that like sadnesses happen because like our parents die and stuff like that. Um, but when it's like a prolonged one, that's what it's like differentiates it from like, just like, like grief or sadness. yeah, it's like a chronic. Yeah. Right. But also um, like the image of the person, mm-hmm. I, cause I'm thinking, you know, the, the stare, the image that comes to my mind is someone who feels helpless. And that is mm-hmm. a lot of times what people say, I feel helpless and hopeless. Mm-hmm. And so, Mm-hmm. It's like you're setting a barrier between you and your mm-hmm. self-responsibility because then you're saying, yeah. well, I can't do I, anything. I, yeah, but I will say that there is the experience of being in the hole, right? So, like, some of these things are easy for me to say now because, like, I'm, I'm, I feel like, well, my part of it I wonder is just because if I'm older, like mm-hmm. that I'm not as depressed or that I don't have those same feelings just because I'm older, you know, um, but I can think, and this is what I think too about alcoholics and drug addicts and stuff, which I've experienced, like even like smoking cigarettes, mm-hmm. honestly, I can be, I feel like there's this other person mm-hmm. that is in me this, that like wants to fuck everything up, you know, and, and that part of me wants to smoke or whatever. At least that's one aspect of this character in me. Sure. But I can remember being in the hole. And, and and drug addicts and alcoholics and people who so this concept of like needing to hit rock bottom mm-hmm. like th- that kind of stuff that you get so far down that it is what did you just say uh, uh something is happening to me it's not uh, uh, a mm. box from self responsibility like yeah 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 right that not it, allowing yourself to do something about it right right that it's like people feel like it's just happening to them and there's nothing right. they can External. do about it yeah, yeah yeah and and I think they are so what if this too what if this um, <laughs> uh, what if in our 20s especially let's say it can happen at any time and it also happens at midlife what if life <coughs> like you're saying things are good but you need to you're here to grow <laughs> if my psychedelic trip is any truth <laughs> and so um life puts you into things where you have to fall down a hole and maybe maybe some of us have to do that and others don't i don't know but i've had to do that shit and rock bottom was pretty fucking low and maybe that again was a good thing mm-hmm. um and some of these things we're talking about 
are are not going to, what if it's like a, like it's a spiritual experience, mm-hmm. okay? Like it's something that has to happen. What if even like giving people drugs is preventing this like kind of earth shattering experience mm-hmm. to happen? I even heard this guy describe mm-hmm. schizophrenia that way. I, I, I don't have any idea of that has any truth to it. But he was like, you know, thinking that it's a spiritual experience. He, he wrote this whole book about mm-hmm. it that, you know, that I read. Uh, and so he was like, letting them have their experience and so he would take them off Mm -hmm. and then a woman she like walked naked around san francisco 40 times as like this ascetic mystical experience or whatever Mm -hmm. and they caught her you know she first they find her naked and they take her to the hospital and then they find her again you know and then once she like finally uh, was able to get out or whatever she did this spontaneous ceremonial thing you know, 40 times 40 nights yeah there's like you know there's all these like mystical aspects to it so what if some of these experiences we have to have mm-hmm. and someone who's down in that hole some of these things we're saying are not going to be the whole picture to for them so check this yeah, out I mean, this is a, mm-hmm. a high thought that i just okay. had when you were talking about <laughs> yeah. this a visualization mm-hmm. you know because i like to see things too um hear them see things so we talk about being in the hole. So let's look at it like this. So you're in this fucking hole yeah. and you're climbing out. Yeah. And I'm saying you might need to go the other way, but go ahead. Yeah. And that's, <laughs> that's the lens that you're right. The, okay. the focal length that you're at. Yeah. And then there's me and I'm mm-hmm. standing out in the sunshine with a slight incline. <laughs> kind of going like that. Okay. Okay. And then we pan out mm-hmm. more and all of a sudden, you're in the hole in this fucking cave that you're climbing out of. That's above Outside other of this mountain. Uh-huh. And I'm down here okay. looking up. Ooh, ooh, and right, I got to right. climb all of that way just to get to where you're at in the fucking hole. That's right. Yeah, yeah, right? Uh-huh. Again, mm-hmm. if we look at it, things like that, then the hole is necessary. Like mm-hmm. you're saying, mm-hmm. the hole is important. Yeah. For me, the, the hole, fuck it. It... Like I needed this hole. If right. I didn't have this hole, yeah. I would be that guy that's down here starting my incline thinking that I'm way the fuck up here, right? Mm-hmm. And again, when we look at those things, then it's like, it, it's motivating, at least for me. And every time that I've gotten in trouble or had a bad thing happen, you know, man, it's not that bad. You're like, there's a lot of cool shit that comes out of this. If you could stand up to this person, Mm. you can stand up to these people, right? Or you could stand up to this fucking, you know, threat or whatever it might be. And, you know, again, that's where when we get attached to these negatives, I I think, and I think this is good for people. I, I mean, I always think that there's levels, right? We were talking about this with firearms. Somebody asked me recently, and we were talking about um, something that someone explained to me. And it was between like AK-47s and then, you know, kind of U.S. platforms. We could say like the AR platforms, right? And they were talking about how the AK was a clunky yeoman's weapon, right? It's not the weapon of the warrior, but it's somebody who's like the farmer to become a warrior. It's reliable. It always shoots. It's not super accurate. Um, Mm -hmm. Whatever. Mm -hmm. But then you've got, right, you've got the um, AR platforms and 
those are super accurate. Now they're way more sensitive to things. They can't, you can't drag them through a mud puddle and fire them. There's more moving parts, hmm. um, but it's way more of a deadly weapon. Hmm. Um, the and precision, the precision, the precision of it, of it the hmm. professionalism of it, hmm. the spirit of having a connection with your weapon in, in the army, you developed a connection, a personal mm-hmm. connection with yeah. your weapon. I got my guitar, man. Yeah, but like. there you go, <laughs> right? So, um, shit, I lost no, my I'm sorry, man. Yeah, no. uh, the specific, yeah, right, the AR and the... So we were talking mm-hmm. about it being the tool of kind mm-hmm. of the... Uh, the good and bad in a whole... Yeah, I don't know. I felt like that was going to be an interesting it, it point. It was going to be an interesting point, I think. <laughs> Damn, ghost train. But we were talking, like we were going with the kind of analogy of... Uh, you were saying it's just up? like arms, like mm. firearms. Yeah, I was talking about how like you need to go down the hole, you need right. to hit the bottom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, right. Okay, okay, so here's my point. Okay, so this is my point. So then, when we look at... The idea of depression, right? Work with me here. Don't take anything like bad, but that's the mindset of the yeoman. That's the mindset of the person who's not the professional, not the person who's going to attack it like, again, this is my physical being and I'm going to master this. I'm going to learn how to operate this machine. Because if you look at it like that, then that wasn't depression. It was a necessary component for you to go through Mm -hmm. to get this machine dialed in and get this machine operating. And if we look at things like that, this is, again, my perspective, um, but then we don't get hung up in these places for too long because we get better at recognizing Okay, this is a necessary component. You don't need it to be that necessary. You don't need to stay in this for too long, but you recognize and you recover quicker. You can, I need to pan out a little bit, yeah, right? To idea. see a little bit more of this. Oh, that's still not enough. I'm still in self-destruct mode. Okay, here's a solution to this problem, or here's why this makes sense, or here's why this is a necessary thing that happened. Um, yeah. And again, mm-hmm. then you have like accessible solutions to the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Y- you know? Yeah, right. I think That's... I have a, just real quick. Uh, I think the problem is mm-hmm. the, this is why I was asking about the image earlier of depression. What do people think about it? Is that I know lo- when I was in it, I used to think of it as why is this happening? Like, I'm stuck in this situation and it's Mm -hmm. the world around me. Hmm. Now I don't and Mm -hmm. I see that I saw that. Uh, But the whole, I think we just think of depression as this terrible thing that happens and we imagine people who don't do, who who basically don't have any motivation or purpose, like you were saying. Mm -hmm. But uh, if it is a necessary thing in life, then I guess we have to change the stereotype of what we see when we think of depression. Mm-hmm. Yep. So then it just comes down to, 
uh, terminology that is boxing our yeah. mindset in. And that's mm-hmm. where the chemical uh, imbalance theory, mm-hmm. why it's such a problem, like we were talking about last time. Because yeah. mm-hmm. it is perpetuating like a, not just, it's like a whole perspective of what it is that's probably incorrect and not helpful, at least in part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say mm-hmm. definitely mm-hmm. not helpful. But then with that, it causes (laughs) discomfort. And Mm -hmm. so discomfort can also come across as something bad um, just because it doesn't go. And it is, but but I think that's right, though. Mm. So when I I think that, I don't know, I just don't know if I fully agree with the whole attach. Like, I agree that we do attach to things like that. Mm -hmm. But me calling it a bad experience doesn't give it all the power to not no not calling it a bad experience but what i think is attaching to the experience as it being this anchoring point of depression because here's the thing and again this isn't a criticism these are just things that i would ask someone to look at and you said well some days i have bad days and i wonder if it's depression if depression is but like something that is like a short sh- sure sure because of but you're becoming but but think about what you're doing though you're training yourself so that that becomes shorter and shorter mm-hmm. and eventually i think you'll understand what i'm talking about by ah, that's what he means because i've never experienced that it's not because i'm fucking lucky i mean you guys fucking see me i'm a fucking there's nothing special about me i don't know right? if that's true well, to a large degree, to a large degree, I, I, for sure. So, I, honestly, just with the 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 optimism, mm-hmm. right? Again, you have a, a a way about you that's like really optimistic. Mm-hmm. I think more somehow than 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 common. But I and, I think it's that and, ability to mm-hmm. exactly what we're talking about. Boom, we pan yeah. out. Right. Because then well, so, but it this, becomes the, cool. Uh, but the thing is, is like I can hear something in the way she's talking about that mm-hmm. that I think you maybe can't understand again because you haven't gone through it, right? One hundred percent. Which I think has some truth to it. Because I, I think it does. Right. As far as like that, words like depression or bad or things like that aren't entirely a yeoman perspective. You know what I mean? Well, like I think like what you were saying is bias. true. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Go ahead. No, no, that's just, Uh you know, the whole idea of violence is, I don't know, I also think discomfort, once again, I'm just trying to use a word that doesn't have such strong connotations Mm -hmm. like violence and bad, and, you know, Mm -hmm. um, so just... Mm -hmm. That's all I wanted to say, constructive violence. But but that's them existing in the same place at one time. And, again, for me, this is, like... This would this would sound bad, but this is how I feel. Mm. Yeah, depression is cool. It's okay. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Right. Just like violence is cool. It's okay. Okay. But there's levels of it mm. that are going to be destructive. Yes. Right. There's places that are constructive. So if we say no violence, that is destructive. Mm. It is. Well, it's absolute it, destruction mm. because the way that we're we're made. Everything we live inside yes, is world, yeah. violent. A mm-hmm. fucking wave crashing on a shore is violent. It destroys the sand and the it yeah, the, disrupts the world how it is was. violent. Like so, a, yeah, chaos. Yeah. But mm. if you can keep it to a certain point, that violence is 
So there's con- good. so there's constructive violence constructive and there's violence. destructive violence and there's destructive violence and maybe there's constructive de- destructive uh, depression, uh, depression and, and uh, constructive right. depression. <laughs> but again, it comes back to perspective because mm-hmm. what I'm saying is, yeah, depression isn't a bad word to me. Mm-hmm. If somebody says I'm depressed, it's like yeah, great, that's good work, right? Great work, depressed. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. when it is the negative when it's too far and it holds them in mm-hmm. and they can't get out. Yeah. Now it's like, yeah, that depression's fucking you up. I mean, they say with people who drink a lot, right? The weekend warriors. Oftentimes, at least when they're younger, you know, in their 30s and stuff, they're in better shape because they drink, they binge all weekend, and then they fucking feel bad that they binged all weekend and they train hard through the week. And so they're in better shape than the average person who doesn't really do anything. Just because at least they've got that ebb and flow. So is that saying binge drinking, which some people will say is like, you know, weekend alcoholism, is that bad or is that good? It's both at the same time, right? And if we can look at things like that, that's again, a little bit of corruption again too. Right. right? The, yeah, except the corruption. Those things an abs like an absolute value though it's not always just bad and good mm-hmm. like for example you, you have to yeah. at times but yeah, then again it's learning though, how to there's move those at things. times when you do yeah. so this is like going into a move and then going back out of a move to go right back into a move mm. we talk about that all the time well mm-hmm. you get a hold of something and maybe you just told that person what you're attacking Okay, so they start to defend it. So you open it up, right? You move mm-hmm. out of that move, but you don't really. You stick with it, and then you shoot right back in nice and deep on it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we do have to make choices. You don't want to be, and I'm not advocating for somebody who walks around and the world's just a perfect place and there's nothing, you know, it's just all, you know, roses. that doesn't exist. Right? doesn't exist, <laughs> and, and that's a false optimism, right? Yeah. Um, it's a lie. Yeah. So I'm not... I'm not advocating for for that mm-hmm. kind of fakery, if you will. And we have to make choices. You have to pick. You have to pick a side sometimes. But again, you, if you're so concrete in what you're doing, then make it something that you really believe in and enjoy if you're going to give it that much attention. And I think there's things that you should absolutely do that with. I won't quit jujitsu. Jujitsu, that's an absolute. Mm-hmm. I won't. If I get hurt, whatever, it'll never end in my life. I've made that choice. Now, could I say, well, if I stepped way back, I might be able to apply that same energy to something else that maybe would make me more financially successful or whatever, right? Um, but I've made a choice in this. I'm gonna stick with that it brings me so much value um personally that i'm willing to shut out you know most other influences to not let that get to there right but we got to be selective on the things that we put that kind of energy into Mm. and when you talk to people that are in depression i what i find is that they put so much energy into everything that they've got no energy for anything and they're just sapped out step back take another step back and then all of a sudden you can put that off for a little bit work on the things that you know will help you have you heard of that Pareto principle yeah 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 yeah, yeah. from Jordan okay so (laughs) that's kind of cool right interesting why don't you say what it is so it's where you get um how does it go so 
20% of what you do nets 80% of what you receive, right? So essentially, you could stop doing 80% of what you're doing and you would still be getting what you're getting, right? Mm, you could mm, just be mm. lazy and only do 20% mm, of what mm. you're doing. Okay. Okay. Huh. So that it's, well, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. that deal where, again, so if you focused on, let's say somebody who's going through depression. Mm. Well, if you focused on a couple things, mm-hmm. right, that were you identified as being the important things that you should be working on and neglected everything else, you're at least going to be at that range, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You're at least going to be there. So what, what I find with people who are depressed is that they have no energy to focus on anything. So don't focus on anything. Focus on a couple things. And then you can find the energy to focus on a couple things mm-hmm. because you got some level of focus. And when you do that, you start to net better results. And when you net a little bit better results, you start to climb out of that hole, right? Mm-hmm. You start mm-hmm. to pick yourself up a step, you know, at a time. Yeah. I think we've been conditioned, though, and I think this is a real problem um, to have things now. You know, it's a, an immediate, oh, okay. if yeah. I don't get it now. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, and that's, again, another of the problems of just like the situation where you just like ended up in that you could go into a store and there's like a chocolate bar like right there at the cash register. And right, you don't have to work for anything. You don't have to cut wheat and fucking mill it and then, right. you know, cook it and eat, right. Hunt an animal down. Uh, yeah, and there's so many things like that. Um, uh, that the stuff, the thing mm-hmm. about stuff that that matters. That's supplanting some other need that we used to have, mm-hmm. right? And so all the things, yeah. So there is a lot about our situation that is just uh, again we're like starting off at a place that would would cause problems mm-hmm. mentally you know we, we live in a situation that's like prone for mental problems and sure and that's i don't know it's interesting how there's all at the same time that idea that things are better now than they've ever been yeah so it's like you have this weird dichotomy right that and i don't even know if that's true the things are better than they've ever been like on certain i think they're know, talking like disease and they're talking all kinds like, of things uh, education know, like education, how many people can read the amount of poverty uh-huh. the amount of disease yeah. the amount of war right um yeah all those things are like less and less the amount of violence but again that's uh, the same thing wealth, you, st- yeah. you say you know so this was at one period of time let's say you know pre-1900s mm-hmm. okay yeah. and then you take a picture of right. the 1900s and, and it's better uh-huh. but then you take a picture you know in 2000 uh-huh. and it's like way better and then you take a picture pre-covid right. and it's like fuck things are rocking right right and it also depends on and your then, mm, we'll yeah, on. but yeah, you know yeah. what i'm saying and then uh-huh. all of a sudden you see the ramifications for things being too easy and you keep mm. backing yourself out and right yeah i was gonna say again it's like it's like what are the measures mm-hmm. right like that tells you what's going on yeah so but i think maybe that it's true that we are experiencing both somehow like on, on the drive over here because I've been on this trip, just me personally, mm-hmm. about really questioning the progressive idea that that ideas naturally have this like gravity towards evolution, mm-hmm. uh, as far as like cultural ideas that are good for us. You mm-hmm. know, I've just started to question that, so I'm like, you know, it's just been on my mind. Mm-hmm. And on the way over here, 
uh, I collect music pretty much because mm-hmm. of Spotify. I make a playlist every month. So I have, you know, and I, I do January 20. And today I decided to finally go through all my 2020 ones mm-hmm. and then find all my good stuff. And then I could like make other, you know, know some I do. And so on the way over here, uh, I was just listening to music and I was like, so there's this one that I've played in here a little, little bit. I forget what it's called. I don't, I probably shouldn't even try to pronounce it, but it's these guys in the Sahara desert uh-huh. and they like found guitars, like guitar music. They found like Jimi Hendrix and uh, Cream and and this one guy even made a guitar out of like a bicycle uh, uh, cable, you know, uh-huh. on an old bike and a box and and they make this music that's dope. Yeah, it's like really it's original because I think like most new music's are like fusions and so they've fused this like folk you know, Moroccan, I don't know, you know, uh-huh. and they're out in the desert with batteries on their like guitars <laughs> and they have like camels and shit. Like yeah. they're seriously like, like that's, they're like, uh, that's the kind of people they are or whatever. They like travel a lot. Um, but it's so good. Right. And it's cool. And, and it made me think that could only happen in a time like now mm-hmm. that some person on a camel, uh, in the Sahara finds a Telecaster and the music that's been made with it, that's like a kind of guitar. Yeah, yeah. And, and so at the same time that we're like, so in that moment when I'm on my drive over here, I was like, so that's what's dope about now. Mm-hmm. There are things about now that have never happened before that are cool. Right. Uh, and uh, so I've been dealing with that balance of the fact that it does seem like a lot of our lives make things worse. The fact, you know, all these things that we don't, we're never outside, we're always sitting. Uh, life has less purpose. We don't have communities anymore. Families are, ty- you know, separated. Mm-hmm. All the problems that modern life has given us, consumerism, materialism. Um, but at the same time, it is like also not just those measures about wealth and stuff, but there is like a unique uh, and positive aspect to right now mm-hmm. as well. So and maybe in the same way, you could call things depression, sadness. You call things good, call things bad. Like, you know, it just is what it is. Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, it comes down to perspective. Yeah. At, at mm-hmm. some point, and then that's your personal responsibility, right? Mm-hmm. Or you know, you yeah, got to take responsibility. Right. Yeah. And we know that, for the most part, if you ask somebody to, you know, describe depression, happiness is not going to be a word that comes up in that <laughs> description. Well, in that moment. Uh huh. Yeah, at, at that point in time when they're experiencing it. Um, so if you can change your perspective on things to mm-hmm. some degree, you get yourself out of those hard negatives, right? And when you're out of those hard negatives, you know, then there's some, some gray. There's some room to work. Mm-hmm. It might not be great, but then, mm-hmm. you know, this is one thing that happened to me, and I think we talked about this in, like, the first podcast. Mm-hmm. But... When I was in Somalia, there was this really like dark-skinned kid, right? Mm. Um, and a lot of the um, people out there were a little bit more light-skinned black because um, they had a lot of Italian influence in them. Mm. So this kid, um, very dark-skinned, and this kid was always smiling. He, he had these big white teeth. And so he only had one single possession and that was this very large pair of tidy whities that he had tied in a knot so that they would stay on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I carry that picture around with me just as a reminder. Um, and so the story goes, at least, you know, you, you talk to these little kids around there. Um, there was one that could speak a little bit of English. And uh, this kid 
escaped while his whole family was getting executed. And then he's now this feral kid who lives on a beach, right? Feral. And yeah, there's a, there's a bunch of kids like that. Yeah, um, but the thing is, he was always smiling. He didn't have anybody to love him. He didn't have yeah. anybody, you know, to go home to. Yeah. I don't think he even knew if he was going to eat from day to day. No possessions. Um, and, you know, Somalia at that time was just total civil war. So mm. it's... Um, difficult mm -hmm. but this kid was happy every single day so for me mm -hmm. i mean i look at things like that and it's yeah, like it's well mm -hmm. how could i be really sad and i know things are different for different and people. how can he be happy and how that, can that's he be really happy? The, that's the question right, right? like i right. mean there is like the comparing your situation mm -hmm. and be so like does oh everyone I, have the potential to I think so. And and that's what I'm saying. The I argument think is that the situation mm -hmm. made him happy. The terrible situation gave him the chance to mm -hmm. be happy or something so like that. So then how do you change your perspective on something, right? Say you, mm. you're in the hole, you're yeah. rock bottom, and you're not exposed to anything else. That's a hard what thing to do. What if you can't even see the top mm. of the tunnel? So, so this is what I was talking about with my situation where thing was, things were you really up, good, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Mm. Until you hit that bump in the road, and again, that bump in the road is a fucking crater. It's not a little bump. You've got to practice experiencing those things. We've got to condition ourselves. We were given this machine, and part of this machine's, you know, like functions, requirements is to experience stress. Yeah. And if you don't put it through, then stresses that you can control. That's what hunts were back in the day. Hunts were risky as fuck, right? But it wasn't like going to war. So yeah. hunts prepared people mm. for war right, okay. in a lot of it's regards, right? It builds that, that, um, that mindset. So yeah. you've, got to, you've got to build it. And that's why I think jujitsu is the pinnacle of that. Or martial arts, you know, mixed martial arts. Um, because you start to build that. You've experienced the conflict. You experience the fear, you experience these difficult places, and if you stick with it, you can experience it a little bit more. So and you can question. experience it a little bit more. Yes. <laughs> so I was lucky here, you know, because mm -hmm. last time you talked about luck as well, mm -hmm. but I was lucky enough to be exposed to jiu-jitsu. Mm -hmm. What if, you know, jiu-jitsu or whatever it is mm -hmm. that helps you get you're not yeah. exposed to that's well, what i mean here's the thing right because we talked about this is personal responsibility though this is the information that, age gone too far and you've gotten to that yeah that's and you don't see it. the world is the world is an unfair place if somebody is going to let themselves get that far who whose fault is it when no, it really I'm comes down to it. Like who's, I'm not saying it's not their fault. Right. That they had no... Right. Uh, just like the journey to a better place, it's also the journey to a worse place. Yeah. You can always stop. You can always right. take a step back. But what I'm saying is, say it all went terrible. Like you mm -hmm. allowed yourself to get to that mm -hmm. point. What do you need to do? Is it all lost? That is what I'm wondering. I don't, I don't, think, I don't it think it's ever too late until it's too late. I wonder if it's but like just... That, that person still needs to put on the brakes. If I tell you... Moment, yeah, that, it, well... In that moment, being in the moment, maybe, and not allowing... Well, just being, just being aware 
boom, I need help. Okay, right there. Now, help comes in many forms. But what triggers that thought? <laughs> what? I'm just saying yeah, no, I'm just I, being the Well, depression is supposed to trigger that thought. <laughs> I mean, like, like depression itself is supposed mm-hmm. to trigger that thought. That, uh, that's why, that's what we're saying, right? Like, help. Yeah. That's that's what depression is. Be like, yo. Well, I mean, I, well, but but well, you know, when you're depressed, I'm I was constantly thinking about myself. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Right. You know, when you're depressed, I like, what do I do? How? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And it's like, oh, life's so hard, and you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, so, uh, I don't know. Like, it's very egocentric. It is. It is. Yeah, but I think you you are thinking those thoughts, and it's, uh, let me say just for me, I was thinking those thoughts, um, and I was wondering what to do. You know what I mean? And and, you know, maybe the thing that maybe I could say one thing that worked was just that I kept trying stuff, mm-hmm. you know, what wouldn't work was when I would stay home and like not do anything like so I, I had this propensity to like, I would just like sink, I would just want to sleep. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't even be yeah, like, do you video change games the or environment. Anything. You I just do... wanted to like, sink into mm-hmm. the bed and I would sleep for days. Maybe and some people my... have to experience that mm. for longer a longer amount of time before it mm-hmm. starts kicking in. So that's the rock bottom thing yeah. mm-hmm. is it's like you got to go through this thing far enough to get out of it. Mm-hmm. Like, cause the climb up at some part is like, impo- it's like the event horizon in a, in a black hole or whatever, the mm-hmm. point of no return. <laughs> right. But, that, um, but that's very real. And if somebody doesn't recognize it, like mm-hmm. I don't think too many people come from rock bottom. I don't, I think if you hit rock bottom, you're not getting out. I think they were hitting really low, but again, mm-hmm. somebody says, "Man, I lost my wife, I lost my kids, you know, I lost my job, I lost mm-hmm. my house." But let's say their wife they and their kids just moved to a different state, they got divorced, and they did lose their house and their job. But then we say, "But what about this kid in Africa who lost his legitimate family? He's probably dead today. He probably didn't." So live. what's the difference? Yeah. Well, yeah. then we say, "Okay, well, what's rock bottom?" Because was his rock bottom worse than your rock bottom? Because maybe mm-hmm. your whole family could have been killed in an accident. Well, that would be worse than them just being divorced and moving to a different place. I think place. what it is, this is what maybe, you know, mm-hmm. maybe it's this. Maybe it's that um, this concept of rock bottom mm-hmm. is a personal thing. And it's sure. that that an experience has to happen that's just tragic enough. Just tragic to enough. Like exactly. trigger, to like trigger that opposite reaction, mm-hmm. right? Um, and, and it's also that thing that like, you know, it, like if you want to be the wise yogi guy, mm-hmm. you need to go through some shit. Absolutely. Right? So, so there's that thing too. So it's like, it is a gift in a way. Like wisdom is only, you know, achieved through tragedy or something like that. Yeah. yeah experiences and, <laughs> and, and recognizing those things, right? Because uh, yeah, yeah, the, the guarantee yeah, yeah. that we all have in life is loss. That's the guarantee. Right, right. Yeah. And it's so, a constant. That's uh-huh. the one constant. You're right. Is it's, everything is always changing. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we but always want to like hold on to everything. We have this, maybe like, if this you need. can mm-hmm. learn to accept that a little bit, right. then yeah. again, those losses become mm-hmm. reasons so, for so, other so, types and, of... and that's where like something we haven't talked about much, but like that's where ideas come in too, mm-hmm. you know, that can help as far as like being depressed, like if you could understand if doing some reading and, and thinking about your situation that if you could think of that idea that we were just saying that, or that we've been saying this whole time, that suffering is an aspect of life. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's, that it's also a good thing. It's not just a bad thing. Like even just ideas like that can help. Cause how about this? Like, um, and it's been about two hours already. I should probably go pretty soon here, but, um, uh, 
I was reading about some of the like the postmodernist like activist ideas. I read this one article. It's it's too con- I mean they're really convoluted when you read mm-hmm. some of their their like articles. It's like a lot of words. It's like too many of those words in a row to really understand what they're saying, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but there was this aspect of it, and it's and it exists in all the utopians' ideas, mm-hmm. right? What I thought when I was reading it, I was like, how much of this is just a inability to accept the suffering, right? They say, oh, why does the world have to be like this? They say, you know, they're idealists, mm-hmm. right? Which we were talking before, it, you know, as far as like building an ideal, you know, that is a part of what we are. And, and it can be a good thing when we set it as a goal. But they see the world and they say, why? Why has it got to be this way? And so they try to make it so suffering doesn't exist. Right. They try to design the the way we see the world. Because that's another thing about the postmodernist stuff. Is it's and, and, and what's interesting is there's a lot of truth. And I think there's things maybe to be learned inside of that about that. Because they talk about things like ah, there's no absolute truth, they say, and that it is all framing. But then they put that extra thing on it that it's all about dominance, mm-hmm. that that dominance and, and, and oppression is like the fundamental truth that like we should read into like every situation, which is a weird jump to me. But so, yeah, so I was reading that thing and it just exists inside a lot of that activism um, right now, it seems to me that there's this thing like they want to eradicate suffering and the pain of the world and and the corruption mm-hmm. and the problems they want is i think this is a tr- god I, i'll just say it like this i i like this idea i'll put it that way that they're trying to legislate out the sin of like just being a human mm-hmm. the fact that we have uh you know these base desires and and, and violence Right. And, and that the world is painful and all that. And, they, and they're trying to, like, design society to take that out. Yeah. And how much of that view is just wanting to deny that that's just the way the world is, you know? Well, they're going to take out one pain and put in another pain. Right. You, yeah, you can't yeah. get rid of it. It's like mm-hmm. energy. Mm-hmm. It's, it's there. It exists. Pain yeah. exists. It's yeah. going to exist. It's like finding all uh, uh, pharmaceuticals. So basically, they fix a problem, but then you have all the side effects that you are willing to deal with. So it's a different kind of suffering mm-hmm. to be able to get rid of the initial suffering. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So would you say also then, if we were to just boil it down completely, lack of self-responsibility is probably... A depression is like a symptom of lack of self-responsibility? Well, that sounds callous, but if... If you want to, but <laughs> realistically, here. though, yeah. if you wanted to do something about it, you have to. So yeah. even though it's callous, mm-hmm. get tougher. I mean, that's the whole K-tip principle. I mean, mm-hmm. legitimately, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. why, you know, it, it's called that. We'll tell you what that means soon. But mm-hmm. that's the idea, yeah. right? And when it comes down to everything, when... All the layers are peeled back. It's got to be the individual. They've got to be the one that takes the lead in getting it done. Doesn't mean you won't seek help. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, but and, that's, you, and you should. Yeah, right. Even if that means a jujitsu coach, right, or some guitar lessons, or guitar lessons, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Or, you know, painting. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Just things. You know, that's what got me out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think was just like trying stuff. Yeah. Like you found this place, yeah. the same I mean, kind of well, thing, right? I think my yeah. process started a little. I not. I don't want to take anything away from jujitsu because mm. I always say it's helped me in a lot of ways, but there was something, something had started before I even knew about the possibility of jiu-jitsu. Yeah, so that's why it's like little steps, mm-hmm. and then then your life allows something. It opens up to, opportunities, yeah, right? right? And you recognize yeah. opportunities. Yeah, so you got to do just, that's what I mean about just do something. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. all that, you know, and I had to resist the temptation to just sleep, and I had to get out into the world, regardless yeah. of how uncomfortable well, it was. Well, you also have to eat, right? So <laughs> yeah, right. So your life so forces you, you to... You look at the food that you're mm-hmm. eating, you're not happy, like, hey, I've got to go get something else. So mm-hmm. you go and get something else somewhere else. You mm-hmm. see other people, other things. Change right. your environment. Open a lot yeah, of... and then, right. And then, you know, like, we've talked about all the options, all, pra- all the practices that you that help. And there's a ton, yeah. right, which we thought, you know, which we kind of outlined last time. But... You know, spiritual practices, physical practices, people doing fun shit. Right. You know, all all those things. Any of those things, like, is what what sure. I needed. That's what I needed. And and this is then this is what I'll conclude my mm. part on. But that's like what we were talking about with vegans. Each one of those <laughs> things, right, is a component, and you're gonna need more than that. But if you do jujitsu, you get them fucking all. It's high density. nutritious fucking way of accomplishing all of those things. I just don't think that there's many things out there that will encompass everything Mm -hmm. um, in the same manner. Word. I just want to specify that every time you say vegan, I'm not laughing because I'm making fun of vegans. I am. Because the way I can feel that energy every time you're saying it. Right, totally. Yep, word. All right. right. Okay, well, thanks. (laughs) Thank you.